What you're about to hear was supposed to be episode 150. However, God Mode came up and I'm I'm really stoked to have that as episode 150. And as I said then, I think I sort of blew the 150 thing out of proportion. This episode was recorded a bit over a month ago. And it's it's interesting how fast time moves in a month. However, it goes in a different direction than I thought it was going to go. Basically, I ran out of ideas and steam for 150, so I told Angus to interview me. And he asked me some different questions, and there's a lot of stuff that uh, I say on this episode that I've never said before. Because it's we more talked about um, hobbies, you know, we talked about cycling and you know, um, shooting the bow and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I I was going to edit it. Um, however, fuck it. Uh, you know, I think I had a bit of an epiphany around the podcast uh, over the last little while. And I think what happened last year, I mean, obviously the, you know, the overshadowing and the, the foreboding presence of uh, the Western civilization in uh, freefall mode is, has been a little bit of a distraction. However, I think I, I allowed a few things to take the wind out of my sails last year and I allowed myself to have other people affect what I was doing. And we go back to one of the core pieces of the code. It is that you should not allow others to affect what you're doing. So the research is going to continue. I don't know in what form and how often you'll get an episode from me this year, but I'm not stopping. And I'm reaching out to a few different people again just to see, test the waters and see whether or not they wanted to uh, come on and have a discussion. Because the reality is I can't stop doing this. And although my focus is spread across a few different things with everything that's going on, I still want to dedicate time to this and time to the research and hopefully one day we can go back to it full time and make those discoveries that I believe are still out there. We're going to look into a few new ideas. Uh, I'm floating some more research stuff and as I said, I'm going to reach out to some other people and see what they're doing. I don't have too much more for this intro. So I think I'll shut up and let you guys get into it. I decided we're going to use Waiting for the World to Change, which is uh, an original one of Angus's covers. And it was one of the, it was, it was the original song of the podcast, so I thought we'd uh, throw that one in for some fun. I think we'll finish with uh, White Buffalo as well, just to keep it organic and homegrown, unlocking the code. Please look after yourself. Stay safe. Be kind. Be cool. Prepare. Engage discipline, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Good. We see everything.
Listen, dude, I'm not going to get all fucking woo-woo on it. This is a safe space. This is a sacred space. The refinery will always be a sacred space. And because of that sacred space, we are protected and we can discuss whatever we choose to discuss uh, free of influence and uh, any um, understanding that we know nothing. So it doesn't fucking really matter anyway. Exactly. <laughs> are you recording? Yeah, man. Well, on that note, I should welcome you all to the 150th edition of Unlocking the Code podcast Christmas style. Yeah, the end of the year. And tonight's going to be a little bit different because Angus the Mechanism McDermott (laughs) will be fucking taking over the airwaves. And my guest here I'm joined with tonight is the one and only, I don't even have... Oh, thanks. You you know what... No, no. I'm going to run with the original... The original from when I met you over the fence. Yeah. It was Triffindor over fence. <laughs> that's that's what you were saved in my phone as for like yeah. fucking the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triffindor over the fence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no. Over fence. Over fence. Yeah. Right, okay. Over fence is your last name. Triffindor was the first name. Yeah, right. It just fl- rolled off the tongue. So I'm going to run with that that nomenclature. So I'm joined with by the um, the aforementioned guest, Triffindor over fence. And we're going to do it a little bit differently tonight. We're just going to touch base on reflect, really. Yeah, reflections is where I came to, yeah. Reflections is what you hit me with when we were talking on the phone the other day. Mm. And that's really what I was thinking of, was reflecting back across... uh, I'm I'm fumbling because I don't want to say journey. Yeah. Because journey's been done. Yeah. The missions. I think two and a half year ago, it died. But... Thinking back over the journey that is the UTC podcast and the and the close to five years and 150 episodes that Triff's done mm. and I've done some of and then the lucky other people that got to do the other ones to make up the rest of the numbers. But I guess I wanted to head in tonight with with some simple some simple questions to start with. Yeah. And just sort of meander. Down the garden path of of things that we've done, um, either together or individually, sort of thing. Yeah, there is no plan, man. What I wanted to do tonight was just have you ask me some questions to really reflect, right? Mm. You know, 150 is a a nice round number. 
And look, as the listeners know, this is not the end, but I don't know after this when the next episode will be. Yeah, you were discussing earlier off record that uh, there could be a pause. Yeah. There could be a pause in it at this point in time. And we spoke about uh, filling filling our cups mm. sort of thing. And sometimes something that may have once filled your cup might get a little bit stale in the cup and you may may need to reinvigorate yeah. by by focusing more on other areas. Yeah, and I think there's... So there, there, may, yeah. there may even be podcast pop up from time to time yeah sort of thing the research never stops man however and like you said to me you you said it's 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 definitely not over but it just may may go on hiatus for a little while yeah we'll see what turns up in this chaotic world we live in exactly we don't know what the circumstances are no and sometimes the best thing to do is wait yeah and see yeah sort of thing so moving on moving on my first what is your first question i wanted to start nice and easy not only for you, but for me, because I don't sit on this side of the microphone very often. Yeah. But I thought I'd I'd just ask. I'd, I'd, blah, blah, blah. I blah, thought blah, blah. I, I thought I would just start with um, cycling. Cycling. Okay. Cycling. Right. And and see, this is what I mean. You're, you're yeah, smiling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Smiling. Cool. Yep. When I said I was I was going to take it easy, you didn't you didn't think this easy. No. Sort of thing. I was like, no, no, it's going to be a, a, just a light-hearted conversation. Yeah. And we'll see if we can create any rabbit holes or oh, they're all there's always rabbit holes or mate. things tangents so that what, we can what, delve. So down. what about what about cycling, mate? I mean, that's uh, that's something that we. You know, the last time we had a podcast with this is was that had the word reflection in it was reflection time and it was like the week or so after we got the bolts, mate. And we had the bolts set up against the fire. Remember that? We had the bolts mm-hmm. set up against the fire and we were talking about um you know, the journey to those 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 steeds, mate. Well, let's start with that. Let's start with that. Are you in reflection? Mm. Was the bold the right choice? Because yes. that's so. So we ride. We both ride Focus Bolds. Yes, hardtails, which, yep. which are a hardtail trail bike. I mm-hmm. guess you'd call them. Mm-hmm. I think that's the classification they fit into. Mm-hmm. So they're not the lightest bikes. They're not XC. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit slacker in in the head stem. Yeah, and a uh, bit more heavy duty as a well. A little bit more heavy duty. Um, that's why they're sort of not as light. Yeah. Um, we're, we're running single speed with, are they 10 or 12 uh, speed? Mine's 10, yours is 11, I think. And that was yep. the difference in the bikes. I think. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're running single speed mountain bikes. And I think we've got a little more travel than like an XC bike. I think we run 140 mil or yeah, something like that. something like that, yeah. Sort of thing in, yeah. in the fork. Um, and yeah, it's a little bit heavier fork. So we, we ride trail bikes, yeah. basically. Hardtail trail bikes. Would I, look... That bike, the bowl that sits out there, yep, is the best purchase I've ever made for myself. Yep, without a shadow of a doubt. But have have you? Did you ever look f- like further into any other bikes? You know, yeah, remember how man. we had the Growler? Yeah, yep. for a little bit. Yep. I actually enjoyed the Growler more than I've ever enjoyed my Bold. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I have a little bit of buyer's remorse on my Bold. Yeah, I don't enjoy it as much as I want to. Look, and as much to say that I was thinking about the other day because um, I've been talking to my wife a bit because the kids are getting more active. Been talking about um, doing some family rides and yeah, stuff like yeah. that because I've got a 
I've got a two-person trailer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can put the baby and the toddler in that. Um, Kynan can ride slowly. I've got enough bikes for the missus. Yeah. So that got me sort of back thinking about riding because I've been out of the riding saddle now for a little while. Yeah. But you know what I thought about? I thought about the fucking Kona, the drop bar Kona. Yeah. I had more fun on that bike. Like I did Manchester on that yeah, bike. Yeah, you did, yeah. And it it held up just like just, fucking. Yeah, it was cracked. That the rear was rim <laughs> was so cracked. Every single um, spoke, spoke was cracked. Had a crack. But I suppose the question is, have I looked at dual suspension probably like trail bikes, cross, yep. cross country bikes yep. or XC bikes, I suppose they are. Yep. Um, sort of mid-range dual suspension. Have yep. I looked at those long and hard? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Has the resources been available to acquire such a bike? No. But do you ever think about like, what if you had have gone something like that instead of the bold sort of thing? So like, yeah, you don't have the extra resources on top of the bold. Yeah. But do you think about the resources you acquired for the bold, what if you had have either A, bought something that was the same price as the bold or B, saved a little longer, spent a little more? I've looked at, look, the thing is, is that with the polygon bikes and a few other things that yeah, you can polygons. get a, you can get a decent dual suspension bike with all the fruit on it yeah. um, for not pretty reasonable price now. Yeah. Um, back then when we bought the hardtails, the, the dual suspension were, were just out of reach. Yes. And I suppose for me, we want to talk about cycling. And, you know, I'm not allowed to use, but like, you know, Soul Ride is on the same page as Journey. We're not allowed to use that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but riding for me is really a soul experience, mm-hmm. okay? And the reason that I got back into riding when we, when we you know, back on Gary to try and get my fitness back up, if you remember, it was, you know, why did I, why am I doing the podcast and why do I ride my bike? When I was younger in Ballarat, the two things that I used to love fucking doing, and even when I went to Nillan Boy, I, I rode everywhere. I rode everywhere, dude. I was on my fucking bike everywhere, you know? Yeah. And the best bike I had was a Melvin Star Bronco. It was black with green, fluoro green. Very similar, actually. I looked at the bowl the other day and, oh, that's got fluoro green. That's yep. what the Melvin Star had as well. Yeah. It was fluoro green graphics, Bronco. It had, um, it was that early of a mountain bike. It had racing bike forks on it. Mm-hmm. Had the skinny, f- the yeah, curved forks curve on forward. it. Yeah, I yeah, know the ones. Yeah. Yep. And I fucked those, mm-hmm. right? Um, and put a set of heart, like chrome alloy, chrome alloy fucking solid forks on it. Yeah, yeah. And no shit, that bike, that Melbourne Star Bronco, was still riding around up till about five or six years ago. Yeah. Right? I, I, I gave it to a good mate of mine in Ballarat, and he had it. And it was riding to and from places for 25 years, right? Yep. Like, that's the reality. And when I saw that, and it, it, that echo only just occurred to me not long ago about the, the fluoro green. Yeah. When I saw that grey focus with the fluoro green graphics and the fucking, the big fat tyres on it, and it was a hardtail, so I knew I knew I could ride it. Yeah. Right? I, it was nothing. There was that, no new skill set. There was set no new skill set that needed. I had to master. Yeah didn't have to learn about shocks and all that sort of shit. I already had a front shock bike. Okay. Um, That bike for me, I will never, ever regret buying that bike. Because, I mean, I've done 
and I, it's not something I post about very much anymore, but I've done getting up to nearly 3,000 Ks on that bike. Yeah. Right? Most of it on the rail trail, yeah. granted, because that's where we live. Yeah. And being a father of small children, I either With ride on the rail trail. Yeah, yeah. I've got an hour, so yeah. how far can I ride in an hour? Yeah. Right? And that's basically what the game was, you know yeah. what I mean? And <sighs> um, I can ride 20 Ks now in an hour. Yeah. You know, if you think about when we started, we used to ride to the sign and back. It used to take us 45 minutes, mm. you know mm. what I mean? It was like 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, so I would never regret buying the Focus only because where it's taken me. Yeah. And on so many occasions, like I'm actually feeling the pull at the moment. Yeah. Because it's been wet. I haven't been able to ride. Yeah. I, look, mud's fine, but it's annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if it's not like... If I'm not, gravity, on a, it's yeah. not gravity assisted. No, if I'm in a trail and I'm punching through jumps and you know Sloppy, cropper off, yeah, yeah exactly. That's you don't mind story. a little bit of mud, but when you're grinding mm. through it on a fucking flat trail, mm. it's pretty fucking yeah, it's it's unnecessary. Boring. Yeah, but see, I'll get on that bike probably tomorrow, maybe the next day, and I will feel fucking better. Right, and that's that bike. Yep. So, would I? And has my lower back, and would my lower back have enjoyed a dual suspension mountain bike? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not ashamed. I'm wearing two pairs of knickers these days to, yep. to deal with my bum. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. fuck it. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, you got to do what you, <laughs> you got to do. It. I don't Adapt care and anymore. overcome. I don't care anymore. You had a goal. You had a goal to fucking stay on the bike, and you had a you had a problem. Mm. So it's like solve the problems to to get the reward. Yeah, man. Look, I've done three thousand k's. You know, yeah. you, the, there's no I've, judgment. No, exactly. Um. So yeah, look, man, I I never regret it. So I I I fell in love with that bike. It was it was awesome to get it, and it's been awesome to have. Um, and I'll never ever get rid of it. And yep. you know, and I think obviously Switch Bike Code doesn't exist anymore. There's stickers on the door there, which is you know that is what it is. It's unfortunate times. They're one of many businesses. Yep. Sash is still going with a graphic design thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've got a you know. I, I, I'm sort of in a bit of a chat with him about making some stuff for UTC, which I might do still. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll promote that if that happens. Um, however, both Sash and Stu said to me when the, when I took the bike in, yeah, they said you've ridden this, but you've looked after it. Yeah. And to me, that was the biggest compliment that I could have because yeah. I have looked after it, but I've fucking ridden it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've ridden that bike. Yeah. Um. You know, I've got no dramas taking that bike into any trail now because mm-hmm. me and it are one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, I know what it can do and it's still better than me, just for the record. Yeah. Right. It saved me more than I've saved it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, 100%. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> you now, know? you see, and probably from my perspective, the thing that I enjoyed the most about riding the bolds was um, Colo. Yes. That was that was bordering on their playground. Yes, it was, yeah. And I think the reason I haven't enjoyed the bold is because we just never ventured there, weren't able to venture there often enough. Well, small kids, times constraints, exactly. you know what I mean? I think I had to accept, like, am I tired of riding the rail trail? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. However, is riding... On in a risk analysis, is yeah. riding the rail trail better than not riding? Yeah. No, it's not. And the thing is, I've been able to push mm. myself where I can get to Borellan and back yep. if I'm punching it in a bit over an hour. Mm. So 
all the way to Brallon, you've got to cross the highway, there's the little dip and there's the three jumps. There's actually, once you get on the other side of the highway, there's a, an interesting little section that you can't master. You know yeah. what I mean? Every time you go through there, it's different. Yeah. And that's what keeps me going. Yeah. But, yeah, it was hard to get to Colo, man. Like, I, I miss Colo. Mm. But the electric bikes of, of last time I was at Colo, because yep. I did go go there, it was this year, I think. I went mm. for a lap around there. And um, it was chewed up, man. And, like, it was, it was, <laughs> it was skatey, like the hard yeah. tail. I've been on a few trucks. Like, you talk about do I want a dual suspension. I have been to a few mountain bike parks, like on the north side and stuff, where I, I you know, I, I chucked the bike in the ute when I was driving the ute, and I used to, I went to a few mountain bike parks, and I fully understand why dual suspension bikes exist. Yeah. Because some of those tracks, man, I was skatey. Yeah. And bouncy. Yeah. And it was not pleasant. I yeah. thought I was going to crash, yep. basically. And I'm like, oh, this is why a dual suspension mountain bike exists, because yeah. if I had that flexibility in the rear. Yeah. I'd be totally fine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it's another ball game. Yeah, and but Colo's been torn up to the point mm. by the electric bikes because they're dual suspension. That and they're heavier, and they're heavier. That a hard tail through that sketchy stuff that used yep. to be challenging is it's it's sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so on on top of that, you know, tire pressures and and some of the other things that that uh riders with more time and money have you know like cush core shit yeah and stuff exactly like that yeah running tubeless yeah so as they can drop their pressures right down and all that all attributes to um mm. bike handling yeah basically but i'll never i'll never the bold will be with me forever mate it's not yeah. fucking going anywhere yep, yep, um yep. and i'll ride it forever yeah and I, I think like you're saying about the rail trail um because for me um Something that I learned about myself is I really appreciate lightness yeah. in a bike, and my bike just doesn't have that. No, that's something that I learned. And I because yours I, is chunkier than mine again, yeah, yeah. And something kicks, I kick myself a little bit, right? Because there was a point in the search for the bold where I was leaning towards, um, like low tier, mid tier, um, like chrome molly dual suspension. Um, XC bike, yeah, 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 was yeah. what I was looking yeah. at, and that's what I'd get now. Yeah, like having ridden what I've ridden, I want an adaptive rear suspension. I want an adaptive rear for uh, shock. Yeah, you can lock out that I can lock out, yeah. or I can set to hard or medium mm-hmm. or soft, right? And that's what you're talking about—a chrome alloy, still a steel frame. Yeah, XC bike, 120, 130 mil suspension, both ends. You know, 150 maybe. Yeah. You know, and yeah, absolutely. That's where I go now. Because when I rode uh, Clinton's, what did he have? Was that that hybrid thing he built? Though? Well, yeah, it wasn't a hybrid thing, but it was fully, um, oh shit, non-squish. So it had it was hardtail with solid forks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't remember. It's a Pommy brand. And they only make steel frames. Yeah. But these these are high end steel high frames. High end light light lightweight steel tubing. Yeah. yeah. So oh, Moppy and one no. What am I thinking? Yeah, I can't remember either. Anyway. He, he took the stickers off, it was just orange. Yeah. Never mind. But I rode that a couple of times and although it was I, I would prefer having a shock in the front end. Yeah. The the fact that he went super light 
all he went for in that bike was lightness to the point where he he broke so many parts on there because it was, yeah, it was, everything was race spec yeah. sort of thing. So it was it's super only designed light. to last one race. Exactly. Yeah. Minimal sort yeah. of races. Weight saving is more beneficial than... Um, longevity. Longevity or, or strength mm. sort of thing. As mm. long as it's got enough strength to, to carry you through. So <coughs> that's where my remorse lies is... I was speaking to Sash one day and Sash had pigeonholed me. Into the bold? No. Not into the bold, but just into a tr- more of a trail bike style. Um, when I think that the geometry that we're going for, the mm. slightly slacker head, head stem and shit like that, fork angle, was... Um, didn't outweigh for me is in personal choice mm. the benefits of lightweight. Mm. Like I appreciate lightweight more than I appreciate that geometry. Yeah, and I never ch- achieved that level of sort of oneness that that you you have mm. with with your bike, mm. the affinity that you you achieve with that bike. So it is an affinity, man. It is. A, it is a. It it likes to be ridden, and I like to ride it. And I yeah. it inf- and you you get enjoyment out of it. Yeah, you know, I see you take off down the road. And I can tell that you you enjoy being on that bike. Yeah, yeah. You're you're having fun. You're yeah. enjoying yourself. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, getting that that relief. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. Yeah, look, riding, dude. I well, that yes. that brings my next question. The next question on this topic is, what do you want to do with the riding in terms of like? Um, I guess I guess money is no object, but that's not the right that's not the right phrase. Just mm. with with no inhibitions, what what would you like to Pride, like? Honestly, because at the moment you're kind of main, maintenance riding. That's exactly yeah. You, yeah. You're just keeping yeah, your keeping bum in the, the saddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you see something that you would like to maybe aim for to, pre do, the, to pre, do? Honestly, pre the current situation, um, I was genuinely in training for Caralban in. June last year. Yep. Um, but that got cancelled. Yeah. Um, pretty early on. Mm. But I was into twenty nineteen, into the start of twenty twenty, I was genuinely in training for the for the four hour. Yep. Um, which because I thought I could do that easily. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was either the two or the four. The yep. two I knew I could do easy. Yep. Like I can put I can do two hours in the saddle, that's not an issue for me. Yeah. But I wanted to try and do four. Yep, just and to stretch yourself. Just to stretch, and yeah. that's how come that's where the the stretching the marker has gone along the rail trail, right? So yep. instead of just doing to the highway or whatever it was, I'm you know my average ride. Oh, I've been off out of the saddle a little bit lately, but you know my average ride's about twenty five k. Yeah, um, at twenty plus k's an hour, so it's yep. not like I'm dawdling. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pushing for that twenty five k. Yeah, and. I would lo- I would still like to probably need to put a new better shock on the front of the bowl, mm. but I would like to take that bold yep. into a hardtail endurance race. That's yep. honestly, if you know, if the world doesn't continue to accelerately spiral down the toilet, yep. and we, you know, and and you know, those options are still open to and you those in the options future. are still open to me in the future. I would I would very much um, like to do that. I think that'd be a test yep um because i'm good at testing myself yep 
but I'd be interested to see, and I'd have no uh, expectation. My ex- only expectation, to, if I ed- entered any of those things, would be to finish. Mm-hmm. All right, as long as I got across the line mm-hmm. with both wheels still on, yep, um, I'd be happy. You know, but it'd be interesting to see. You know, because I mean, and I, look, I I do Strava, and it's purely for my own data, right? Yeah. I mean, I used to share some of my Strava data into my posts and stuff, but I don't really do that anymore. Mm. But it's not, I'm still doing 100 plus Ks a month, you know, yep. on an average, you know, between 80 and 100 Ks a month. And um, in the local area mm. on the rail trail, I'm in the top 100 yep. for my age group and my the weight level and whatever else I've said on Strava, right? Yeah. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see whether or not that would translate because I'm not getting any younger, you know what I mean? I'd be in the veterans thing being... Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd be interested to see how that translates. But again, it wouldn't be with any expectation. It'd just be to to finish, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean I've mean, i been trying to talk you into a long ride for years, you know, another mm-hmm. one, you know. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I would actually love to, you know, I've got a bike rack pack that'll fit on the bike now. Um, I'd love to put that on and, and fuck off up the rail trail yep. and just go to the end. Yeah. Just because I've ridden it that much. You know what I mean? I may as well see what's at the other fucking end of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, and, you know, take a couple of days doing that. I would get mm. just as much satisfaction out of doing that as I would doing a race. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that that's, if I, if, if I could do that, that'd be fucking awesome, man. You know, like that'd be a, uh, a mission you know yeah. I'm trying to not use the word journey I think we're going to have to try and avoid that tonight an adventure an adventure yeah 100% you know I mean look you know we've we've got to tell the the awesome listeners that we spent the weekend before last out at Sundown National Park and that was an awesome now that was adventure. a good adventure that was right? and that, that was excellent and that's another culmination we've been saying we want to go camping for years yeah. and through the, pushing through the elements we we went and we had a oh man like, well, every everything tried to stop us from going yeah you know, weather and and Everything. societal change yeah. and stuff like that tried to stop us from going. But we we regrouped, recalibrated, yeah. and reengaged, and we just pushed through. Found you know? another found another place, another time, yeah. and it was perfect. And it, it ended perfect. up being picture perfect. Yeah, I couldn't. I was actually I was I was one hundred percent transported to a different world. Yeah, absolutely. Driving man. in there, yeah, and absolutely. what what real. Like I was actually really happy for all the rain that we got going in. Yes, because it was like going through a veil and then coming out the other side. Yeah, it was the perfect entrance. And when we talk about rain, we had one whiteout scenario. Like yeah, hundred percent. I I, the- <laughs> I I could not see the road. Yeah, I no. was following your tail lights and yeah. just trying not to hit you. Yeah, well, I had a, I've got the fog light on the Pajero, so yep. I pressed that. And yep. I'm like, that's at least going to give you something to fucking oh, 100%. look at. Yes. But I couldn't see shit. No. I and so I was just watching your your tail lights and making sure they didn't do this because yeah, yeah. that would mean you ran off the road mm. sort of thing. So I was just following you, making sure your tail lights stayed smooth. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's all we can do That's all now. we can do, mate. I just backed right off. Yeah. yeah. I think we ended up doing about 30Ks 30 30Ks an hour. It was, it was full wide out. On got, the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then going into the park, we had there was that other rain event yeah. that we had. Yeah, coming and up over the ridge, man. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, exactly. And then when beautiful. we came out of that, the valley just cleared. Yeah. And we hit, and we hit country, that God's man. Country oh, section. Man. 
up at the fuck table. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just out of nowhere, rolling into this fucking thing. Just this power. You come across man. this most amazing, like, so it's all, you're on top of a ridge and the ridges are covered in like these alpine cypress oh, trees. Blue. It's just beautiful, man. I don't know what they're called, but that's the best I can describe them. I haven't posted any pics, actually. I might do some with this episode, considering we're talking about it. And then they open out, and in the distance, through the trees, you can see the tops of these hills, and they've got these round, grassy knolls yeah, on the tops of them. Beautiful. And you're like, fuck, they look cool over yeah. there. And then the trail leads you to them. Yeah, I know. And in the middle of one of them is a tree with a picnic table next to it. And it's looking basically probably north, up a valley sort of thing. It's like, wow, what a spot. I'm pretty sure the first thing I said was, that's where you'd fuck your missus (laughs) on that table. I was like, imagine that, just breathing the mountain air. It so happened. It so happened. Oh, man. dude. Well, as we were coming out, there was people camped there. Yeah. Camped next to it sort yeah. of thing. Well, they were next to us, but the the, the mullet brigade uh, um, stopped them. But yeah, yeah man. It, what, I mean, look, it couldn't have been, you know, I got to, you know, you got to go on your mission and try and get a fish. I, I, I messed, I, I took off up the ridge line and, you know, we got space, man. We got... Um, peace best part was going in once i sent a message to robbo yep on top of the hill (coughs) our last bastion of reception reception. yep (coughs) yeah everyone's walking around (laughs) their phones in the air once i sent that (laughs) once i sent that message you could let go i put my phone underneath my fucking seat with my wallet yeah and didn't look for it again until we were leaving. Yeah. Because I was like, I, I want, you know, I need all my gear to enter back into society. Yeah. And I'd, I'd put it under the seat and forgotten about it so much so that I'm like, fuck, Jack, where's all, where's my phone? Can you find, can you ring it? Can you find it? And I just happened to look under the seat and I found it and I pulled it out. It was flat yeah. because I left it on left and it hadn't on, even fucking looked at it. Just forgot it. about it. Yeah. I think the only time I looked at mine is when I attached it to the drone. Yep. That's the only time I looked yep. at mine. And the best part was I didn't even think to look for it. No. Sort of thing. It was just that disconnection, man. Yeah. You know? It was total disconnection. It was it was fucking heaven. Yeah. And like the best the best way I can describe like the outlook from our camp, it looked to me like like fucking and this isn't in a derogatory way, it looked like deliverance country. Yeah. You know, you had these these pretty steep hills coming down, mm. large granite boulders and Big shit. wide river. And the river, because we were there in what some of the people described as they'd never seen the river run like that yeah. sort of thing. I don't know how much higher than it was than where it really yeah, is. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. We don't have that information. Sort of yeah. thing, because the water was um, up Russian. in the trees yeah. sort of thing. And it was Russian. It was probably 50 metres wide and we had rapids just up from us. So we had... The um and Woody only drifted about fifteen meters when he tried to swim across it. <laughs> yeah, look, that wasn't that bad. I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy with it. It could have, if he had a, if he had a swum that sort of early the next morning after the water had come yeah, up even different. further. Yeah, a bit of a different story. Uh, there was probably more flow there then, mm. but um, yeah, it was, it was like, you know, what I envisage as Colorado sort mm. of thing. You know, that Colorado River kind of kind of scenery sort of thing it and was, you so, just, it was you just, amazing yeah man and you could yeah 
Imagine riding a push bike through that. I know. You're like, not. I know. Honestly, you couldn't ride one on that fucking trail. No. Like, that trail was perfect, too. Yeah. It was... Challenging. It was just enough to let you know you're off-road. Yeah. But your stock Pajero got in, not a problem. Yeah, got in, got We out. didn't have any issues. It wasn't Nothing. bad enough that we had... You know, there was no snatch oh, look, I would have, I would have liked some recovery. I would yeah, have been happy the with toys some out. recovery. Just to get the toys out, it'd be good, yeah. But it wasn't to the level where anyone had to break anything or no. anything like that. no. So that was it was excellent, mm. but yeah, man. Look, I think. <laughs> oh, and let's not forget. What did we see? I think we saw five deer, yeah, and then I think Robbo saw two more when he came in. Yeah, yeah, right. So we came in and we saw our deer. Yeah, we, you know, we got the whole feeling. Yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing because we were meant to go on a hunting trip. Yeah, we were meant to go hunting, but it didn't. didn't but that out. didn't didn't eventuate. But yeah, man. Anyway, year. yeah, just adventure, dude. And I think I just wanted to show some appreciation because that you know you did put that one together and. I, I helped push it through, and I, I could have spent another day there. I, I wasn't hundred percent. I wasn't quite done. I, yeah. I, I could have spent any, another if, day. If I had any remorse, we should have went on Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, and um, let Jacob and Daniel come down. Yeah, because I could have gone Thursday afternoon. Yeah. We we all could have. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, look, live and learn. Um, however, anyway, dude. Yeah, look, that's interesting. You started with cycling, mate. Where do you uh, want? Where do you want to go from here? Where do you well, want to go? The natural graduation, mate. I'm. I'm 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 running you through your fucking hobbies, right? <laughs> so our next thing is bow hunting, mm. and um, you know where you'd like to see yourself go with bow hunting. What would what would you like to do with that? Because I'm part of what I'm doing right now, as part of this podcast, is I'm I'm reinvigorating you, just reminding you of of some of the other things, some of the things you've done, mm. and you know, mm. one of them you might you might fall into mm. and, and invest yourself into, um, you know, and invigorate a passion mm. sort of thing. Cause, mm. cause cycling has been somewhat, like we said, you're kind of in the maintaining mode. Yeah. You're kind of just showing up. Yeah. So where could we go with that? Mm. And, you know, bow hunting, we, we haven't got to hunt yet. No. And that's hunting's a whole, another element yeah that that we need to like spot and stalk hunting mm. we're fucking beginners like yeah. we we have no idea we got what no we're idea. doing no we don't no but we can but pretend. we can we... but we can shoot a bow yeah so we've mastered the one of the tools yeah we need to have a successful hunt yeah look, I can but there's it, other yeah. parts of of that whole activity yeah that we could um, put more more focus into, or mm. you, you could put more focus into. Mm. So, yeah, where where do you see yourself going with bow hunting? Where would you like to? No holds barred. Where would where would you like it to go without any time constraints or money constraints I or think anything it, like I that? I think it's. I think it's. What's look, your, what's your dream? What's your dream, fool? Yeah, especially in look. I think it's becoming more and more obvious to me that it's. An import, could be a very important skill to have to be able to hunt and stalk, kill and skin and deal with an animal. Mm. Because the reality is I've got no fucking idea, right? Yeah. Um, I've done a little bit of, like, I've seen people chop roos up. I've done some yeah. roo hunting in the NT. I've done some pig hunting in the NT. But in that, in both those instances, I didn't handle the carcass. No. I, yeah. But that was not me, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the disconnection... Like, you know, we talk about disconnection, you know what I mean? We actually, we went to nature to disconnect. Mm. And 
look, I needed that. You know, we all needed that. Yeah. Like, we got super fucked up on Friday night. However, <laughs> um, and I'm glad I wasn't the one spewing, but someone Mate, had to do it. Someone had to do it. Yeah. Um, I take my hat off. Yeah. To big lips, yeah, for, yeah. for putting he, his hand up. He put his hand up. He was drinking VB and rum. Of course, it was going to happen, but straight up, um, and he went hard. And he, he went, went hard. hard. He had some. Paint, he yeah. had some steam to let yeah, off, and yeah. he got it out. Yeah, that's right. He wanted to find the line. He found it yeah. and crossed it. Um, <laughs> but we've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah, exactly. Guy. And that's and that's why you know it's like you know you get to our age and it's like. Yeah, well, you know, when Dan passed out, we got him a pillow and a blanket, even mm. though he was asleep mm. outside. And he's like, mm. "You boys didn't do anything." He's like, "No, listen, man, we're getting old. We've all been, been that there, dude. Done there. We've already yeah. been. There. We've all been that dude. We're yep. gonna look after you, man. Like, you know, yeah. put you in the recovery position and poke you every now and again. <laughs> You'll it. be right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think when we talk about there's there's like disconnection from the matrix, and then there's disconnection. Modern society has given us a disconnection of where our food comes from, mm-hmm. um, and we're heavily reliant on the global corporations that now supply our sustenance yeah. and it's interesting I've, I've and because of the you know because of jackal's hide coming up and mm-hmm. you know i I, ha- I you know we both picked the bow back up to a point just to get our eye back in so i was shooting more arrows and i was contemplating contemplating killing an animal yeah right and i'm not exactly comfortable with it mm. right however i don't think i should be mm. um because it's another sentient being. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not one of those people that aims for frogs on the road or any of that sort of shit. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm yeah. not going to... You know, we, we saved a couple of turtles, didn't we? We saved yep. a couple of turtles on the way out to uh, sundown, which um, which was the right <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. One of those little bastards was lucky because he was just over the crest and I went straight over him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, so do I want to experience that and do I want to eat the fresh meat and do that sort of stuff. Yes, I do. But I think, you know, I think if I've learned anything from the multiple podcasts with Cam Haynes and all the hunting stuff, because I've I've delved down that rabbit hole Mm. to think about the mentality of it. I want to experience it for the spiritual sense of it almost. Mm. Right? You know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd almost, you know... What I when I was going to suggest to you when we if we did go hunting was like we should actually do a little ceremony and go listen we are here to experience this part of nature, you know whoever the animal is look and this is what the indigenous used to do mm. right they'd go righto we need meat yeah um, appeal to the animal spirits and go yeah. you know if there's an animal at the end of its days and you know it needs to move on um, we would honour it for what it is yeah. you know and I think I would like to do that. Um, and experience that and it makes me nervous mm. and that kind of makes me want to do it more yeah you know no, that's that's a it's a great way to look at it you know and there's there's nothing worse than than uh hunting with pleasure killers mm. it, it doesn't it doesn't make you yeah, sport hunters it doesn't make it doesn't give you a good feeling inside and i don't know if i'd go as far me personally as doing like a pre-ceremony like i'm not saying oh, i'm not, I, I'm not I'm saying not, dance naked around the fire i'd, I'd probably no, just no 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 but know. yeah i understand what you're saying mm. and i I agree, I agree with it and i i, I like the sentiment mm. of it mm. for me personally though um you want to find it based off find based it. off prior experience i think for for me um, I wouldn't have to 
wouldn't be any pre sort of stuff mm. in terms of um yeah i just want to i'm happy to hunt um and if i kill something um it's then just a gratitude yeah. it's a respect for the way in which you think when you're butchering the yeah. animal yeah the way the way in your your intention yeah you know it, i think that's what it is for me too is yeah. intention like 100% and you you show that through like i'm almost a little bit against i'm not against but i think it's a little bit of virtue signaling a little bit of pageantry like i've got a few mates that are like yeah i want to eat fucking deer heart mm. you know to fully respect the animal and i'm like you know what i don't need to do that no i by all means i'd i'd love to fucking eat some entrails but at, from my point of view, from my level, I would be happy to um, respect the the cuts I'm used to. Yeah, it, the muscle. That's a that's a that's a level that you graduate to. Yeah, you know, nose to tail kind of stuff. You mm. don't you don't need to just be that from the get-go it sort of seems you can work you're not disrespecting the animal by not fucking using absolutely every but boiling the marrow and fucking rendering the fat and and the thing is too man all it's like no no i'm respecting it i i skinned it and yeah you took the cuts exactly and as if the entrails won't be taken care of by the local carrion you know what i mean like it's no, Nothing 100%. goes to waste. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, Ex- look, that's interesting, man. Yeah, yeah, so that's 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 my perspective. That's where I, I sit. But I, where I would like to, and look, I. But where I, would you? I'm talking dreams. You're not going big enough. You need to go bigger. Where would? What would you like to do? What event? I'm talking like an event. Same as like cycling. Hmm. What would you like to do? What would you like to? What would inspire you to hone your lacking skills? Hmm. Like hmm. what? What would? What would you like to do? Look, I think it's a, it's a similar answer. Like, if I was in, you know, we talked about clubs and stuff before we jumped on the mics. Yeah. We were already on the mics, but we hadn't uh, officially started. Um, would I like to join an archery club and hone that skill? Because, I mean, it's just been me and you in the backyard. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I can shoot it. I can shoot Learning my, off John Dudley. That's right. Videos, I can shoot my yeah. bow proficiently. I can put it in the yellow from 30 yeah. meters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's, I can do that now. Yeah. However... I know that I'm not doing it totally correctly, so I would yeah, like definitely. I would like to have a, a, a consistent group of experienced archers yeah, to some mentorship to lean and, on and yep. and understand where I'm going wrong. And look, I'm not you know again my the sight on my bow is better than I'll ever be, and yep. I don't have no idea how to use it. Right, yep. I can adjust it so I can dial it in, I can walk the target in that sort of stuff. However. For what that site can do, I know it can do a lot more than I understand. Yeah. And I don't have that skill set. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and I would like to... Look, I've found myself at times getting stuck down the uh, the competitive target shooting archery. Yeah. Like I'll get in a rabbit hole and I'll watch an hour and a half of, like, you know, all these different countries, men and women, shooting the recurve bow and all that sort of stuff. Like, that does... That sort of competition does 
stir a little bit in me because it's just mm-hmm. me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's me against whoever the other dude yeah, it's is. A, it's an individual sport. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. So would and I? And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what he shoots. No, it's still it's it's like swimming. Doesn't matter what the other competitors do. No, you know, you know your times prior to going into a swimming race. Yeah, you know, you know how fast you can ru- swim a hundred. Mm. You know how fast everyone else can swim a hundred. Like if you're at a professional level, sort yeah. of thing. All that data's in front of you. Mm. All you know when you dive in is you either need to, if you're already the best, you just need to swim, you know, a PB. Yeah. And you're beating everyone yeah. as long as they don't swim better than their PBs. Or how far can you push yourself yeah. on the day? Yeah. yeah. Or are you are you are you so far in front that you now are not competing against anyone? You're purely competing against records, mm. or you're competing against really you're competing against people who've come before That's you. That's right. Yeah. Who've set that record, so you've mm. got an extra competitor in the pool. Um, or are you at the same level as everyone else? And all you know is I have to get this so right that I have to do a PB mm. to win mm. or place or whatever. And to- I suppose for me, I've, in, in as far as archery goes, I've got no idea. Like I've had, I've had Woody over my shoulder a few times and, um, you know, when, when that, that sun, oh, sad day, whatever day, I, you know, I pulled the bow out that afternoon, probably put about 50 shafts through. Yeah. And Woody's like hit that target, you know, on the, on his cube. Yeah. And I could, you know, within two arrows, I'm in that target. You know yep. what I mean? Um, so I know I can use my bow, but where am I on that scale? I've got no idea, you know, am mm-hmm. I dog shit? Like, I don't know. I might be. Yeah. Um, and that in a, in a, in a good club environment where it'd be welcoming and all that sort of stuff. Could I thrive and enjoy that? Maybe do a few target competitions. Yeah. I think that that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, I'd like to maybe do like jackals. Where yeah. we're not that far out of town, and um, and and get that first um, kill yeah. off off my plate, yeah. And I'd love to disappear into the fucking scrub, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's ultimately my my dream. <coughs> my dream trip would be. The group of guys that went camping the other day, plus the couple that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. If we were all at a level, this and this is this is my level, right? Where <coughs> we enter into jackals, and we do, let's say, let's say, like I said before, it was uh, time and money wasn't a problem, mm. wasn't a factor. Mm. So we go for seven days, mm. and. We drive to a point and we make a base camp and then... We spread out from there. I'm, I'll be like, see you in a couple of days. Yeah. Fucking, and off we go. <laughs> out. And yeah, I might, I'll take the gear I need sort of thing to, to make it overnight. I'll have food and stuff like that. Mm. And just go for as long as I feel yeah and then come back to base camp sort of thing Mm. that might be one night it might be two nights Mm. depending on conditions you know Mm. it's just conditions and country and stuff like that Mm. if i'm just having a shit fucking time i'll just be like fuck this i'm going back you know you could do something easy like set up a radio call at six o'clock you know what i mean yeah if if you don't call in on the radio at six o'clock yeah then i'm in this direction yeah you know 
Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, look, I, you know, because when you boys went fishing, but I'm even down to the point where, just you gone. I kind of want to, I want to have the trust in everybody else and myself that you can. We can just go. I don't need to hear from you tonight because I know you'll be all right. Yeah, sort of thing. Oh look, I don't think that night. I think. No, some point yeah. the next day, you no, know what I mean? Just walk back into camp. Yeah. That's I'll where we you know you're good. Yeah, I'll see and you if you're, if you're not there by the end of the fucking seven days, we've got to come fucking find you. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, man. Like, look, I, I would love to be... Look... If you break it, your ankle, if you break your fucking ankle, you're alone for seven days, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> there is something very, very tempting about that. That's... that. Like, yeah, exactly. 100%, I mean, man. It's, it, it's yeah. an element of that that I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... that aloneness the best thing alone but not alone i loved having the boys our camp was awesome the river was awesome but the best thing for me the trip at at sundowner was when you boys went fishing yeah i strapped my belt on put my knife on my belt and my you know and and took off into the bush man and i was like you you boys were gone for three hours yeah i was gone for most of that time too yeah but i was alone in the scrub yeah and you know, I ventured all up along the ridge line, found a little creek bed, you know, explored that, you know, ran into a few animals, you know what I mean, found the animal trail and and man, like that for me was the best part of that trip. Yeah, so imagine if that didn't stop. Yeah, I exactly. If you're, that I'm didn't in. stop and then I'm in, yeah. I'm the in. sun started going down and you're like, All right, probably should make fire maybe fucking yeah yeah, yeah. this I'm is in. it this I'm is in. me yeah, 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 this in. is what i'm doing i'd love to put a pack that's where together my, and do that's, that. that's yeah. where my dream fucking lies man that's i actually found a backpack that the bows uh quick draw in the, off the side of the backpack i'll show you that later oh yeah yeah it's, yep. it's not cheap however something to work towards yeah because yeah, then exactly. you can just sit your bow in the, in the bag yeah um, and basically all you do is you pull a string as you draw it and it just comes out Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's a clip or something. Anyway, I'll show you later. Cool. But yeah, so, look, man, for other, sure. Other than that, other than that, so that's 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 the main things that are in your life right now. What's what's something I don't know about that that's been sitting in the background that that you you on short notice? What would you? What else would you like to do? Again, no time, no money. If in a in a perfect time and place. Is there anything else like that that's been lingering? I miss playing with cars. Yep. Um, As in, uh, like owning a car and mucking around on it. Yeah, like I, I quite enjoyed prepping the Pajero. You know what I yep. mean? Like all my tools are set up for a mechanical workshop, and yep. I, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so having a, a tinkerer. Yeah, given the know, time not, and space, not necessarily. Yeah. Because I ain't, I ain't no fucking resto, man. No, 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 no. You know no. what I mean? I ain't cutting rust and shit like no, that. No, no, but no, no. Look, I can do, you know, like I always loved, and, you know, a good good friend of mine, uh, Ian, um, still has one of my VR Commodores, Cherry. Mm. Right? I had a VR um, burgundy with the cream interior. It was a Bellina. Mm. Um, he's put a manual in it since then. Yep. Um, but it was auto when I had it, and he still got it. And... It's always been a dream of mine to buy that, and basically the deal is we've got, yeah, because it's it's a it's a it's a Wednesday car. That Commodore yeah. is good, yeah. It's fast, it's stable. You work on it and it responds. It's a good car, yeah. And that's the reason he's never sold it, yeah. Um, and the deal is that if he ever really wants to sell it, that I get first dibs, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, don't let him have it for too much longer. No, they're gone, oh, mate. VRs. I'm gonna. I'm, I, I sold it to him for 
eight hundred bucks. I'm gonna have to pay five grand now. Um, but anyway, um, I would love to have that car back. Yep. Or another one. Yep. And because I can do suspension, I can do engine. I can't do electrics. I'll electrocute myself for sure. Um, I can do most mechanical and suspension work. Yep. Um, I can do a little bit of prep. Would you get? A, would you want a VR or newer, older? No, VR, VS, man. I've got an affinity with those cars. Yep. Um, I like the shape of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd keep a V6. I'd supercharge a V6. Mm-hmm. I'd put a Hollinger 5-speed uh, or 6-speed in it. Um, and you can actually get the IRS now because, you know, Aussies are Aussies, right? You basically key that, that IRS that used to be in the back of those Commodores wasn't that flash, mm-hmm. but you can buy strengthened innards and stuff like that. So you still get the suspension geometry, which is good. However, you can upgrade it, you know, just a sleeper, man. Just mm-hmm. something to, you know, on a, on a on a sad day, if it's a nice day, chuck the girls in it, you know what I mean? Or, you know, chuck a few boys in it and just cruise. But more, just have it and have the time and the resources just to tinker. You know, mm-hmm. I'd buy full suspension kits, brake kits, braided lines, and I would take as long as it fucking took to figure it out. You know what I mean? I wouldn't, it wasn't, it wouldn't be about, it's got to be on this timeline. I would just, obviously probably need a bit bigger shed, but um, yeah, <laughs> time but that, and money's no object is what no, we're talking that's, about. that's right. Time and money's no object. Um, and 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 because of that, you, it's not a daily driver. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a project car. It can be off the road for extended periods of time. Yeah. There's no stress. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, prepping the Pajero and I had to do a few little bits and pieces on that and sort of getting to know it and yeah. Um, anytime I do what's, that. What's the cheapest Commodore at the moment? They're all like going up, dude. Commodore. They're all going up, man. Like I saw, because I, I look at VRs, yeah. right, there's still, there was one for well, the last, three and a half. The last thing I kind of noticed was that back in my car wheeling and dealing days mm. three grand was the baseline for a registered car yeah pretty like, much yeah if you either get the roadie with it or the roadie is a is a is simple yeah like there's nothing for a roadie and it's got six months or 12 right. months rego on it three yeah. grand was the going price it seems to be five grand it seems now. to be about five grand now yeah, yeah if you if you got a three grand commodore it's you're going to be working on it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um and yeah, look, I um, yeah, I do miss having um, a mechanical toy to play with because I do quite enjoy that. Yeah. Um, I, look, I hope VTs are the cheapest because I liked VTs the most. Yeah, but the original VTs dog shit. It's I, really I, bad. Look, I, I'm going to be honest. I know nothing about Commodores, and I never owned one. Mm. I never looked looked into. Um, oh, hang yeah, on. Can I? Can I? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we before before I met you, before we moved out here, we had a, a VT we called the White Wizard. Yeah. And I think we got that for about three grand. Yep. And um within the first month the the window switch fell out and yeah. the windows fell down and the, the coil pack went and um yeah, it was an interesting uh six months, you know, the early marriage, you know what I mean, transitioning mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. being in, you know, to a teacher and you know, resource issues, and it was, yeah, it was a fun time, but um, <laughs> that car was a piece of shit. Um, 
I got sick when we had that car too, right? I think yep. if I had been well, I probably could have fixed it very simply. Yeah. But because I was not well, I didn't have the cognitive ability to assess yeah. what the issue was. Like I think yes. about it now, it needed coil packs yep. and it needed a couple of new relays and I think that car would be fine. Yeah, gotcha. Um But in the state that I was in, yep. yeah. But yeah, look, man, I do. Look, money, I, money and time, I pu- no object. I purely like the shape of the VT. Yeah. I know nothing about yeah, no, the, the, shape was, the engine, gearbox, driveline, suspension. I wanna, know nothing. You want to do money and time, no object? There's actually, and I don't know if it's still for sale, but there's a, an LJ four-door Tirana. Yep. Um, like the, the, the dark green metallic with yep. the black. It was for thirty five grand. Yeah. Um, it needs a little bit of work. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the mags on it. I put different wheels on it. Um, but if I had a toy like that that I could polish and just tinker with because it's got carbs and stuff and like that's how I come up. I know about yep. carburetors. I can adjust them. I can do all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, timing and those sorts of things. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm able to do all that. Yeah. Um, that'd be fucking that. Yeah. I, to have a like a a seventies Tirana. Yep. LJ preferably. My Tirana was a four door, so I got an affinity with a four door. Yep. Um, however, yeah, yeah, man, that'd be. Yeah. See, if I was if I was talking Holden's, <coughs> I'd like a Kingswood. The the I'd, yeah the Kingswoods I'd are like no, a two hundred two Kingswood. Yeah, man. Yeah, HJ HX somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh look, I don't mind. Yeah. Kingswood's a Kingswood to yeah. me. Yeah. I'd have a HZ. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. They all look like Kingswoods to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes look, no difference. I just beautiful want a, car. I just man. want a bench seat front and back. Yep. Column auto. Yep. Column auto. Three yep. speed column auto. Yep. I think traumatic or traumatic, whatever it was. Traumatic. Yeah. Traumatic. Yep. <laughs> traumatic with um, a two hundred two. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I want the two hundred two. I I want to open the bonnet, and that's my pride and joy. Yeah. I look at that, and it, you know, it's got a fucking chrome air cleaner on it. Red rocker cover yeah. with a chrome oil fucking cap yeah. and a. Extractors, side draft, fucking, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Yeah, man. And look, I think what's interesting too, though, is like we we talk about this, you know, you talk about materialism, you know, I sort of had a bit of a thought while we're talking there. It's like, you know, we're talking pie in the sky sort of stuff, you know. Mm. Would If I had the resources, would I have it? Maybe. Um, I think prior to the current situation, I wouldn't hesitate. But do I see the point in any of that sort of stuff now? And I think that's that's an interesting question. It's hard not to talk about the current situation, um, because yeah, I I've made very calculated purchases the last five years. I haven't chased massive materialism, but I have got things that I thought were going to be useful. Um, I think I know that materialistic things... See, it, it wouldn't be... And this is the thing, isn't it, right? So it's not winning the race that would satisfy me in cycling. It's the completing the race. It's the, it's the adventure. It's not killing the animal that is the goal for me, learning how to hunt. It's the, the skill set and the adventure, right? Yep. And the same with the car. It wouldn't be this materialistic thing makes me happy. It would be the act of working on this and being part of it. Yeah. You you wouldn't you wouldn't need to show it. You you didn't wouldn't need to show it off. No. It's the sense of satisfaction would be alone 
in the shed. Exactly. Yep. And you pop the bonnet and you go, yeah. Or yeah. you sit in it, you take it for a cruise out the road and you're like, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's the moment. It's not about it's not about being in the public eye. Well, that's why I stopped putting my writing on social media. Yeah. Because it, it, it was not. Stop being about that. Stop being about mm. that, man. It's why I don't put, you know, workout shit on social media either. I still work out you know, three or four times a week. Well, these days, because I just have to if I go mad. However, um, you know, again, it's a personal thing, mm. you know. So mm. any of these things that we're talking about materialistic and it's understand that when I answer that, it's not, each of those things is not about the thing. It's about what the thing brings, mm. you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I do miss having something mechanical to play with. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Well, this brings me to an, a, another question, which has stumped me for a while. And I don't understand how you wish to pursue hunting, but you don't want to fish. <laughs> <laughs> All the big questions. Because here. to me, it's. All the big questions to, here at Unlocking to, the Code. To me, from my personal fucking perspective, yeah. they are the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Fishing is the easier version. Mm. Because fish don't squirrel. Yeah. When you stick them, they can't make a noise. Yeah. They don't have eyelids. They don't have facial expressions. Yeah, they don't look after their children. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. So they're, they're easier to kill. Mm. And they're easier to catch. Mm. Like fishing, you know, it's... it's Boating and fishing isn't the largest recreation in fucking southeast Queensland Cl- for, no for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if, I, I, if fish could squeal like a pig, yeah, fishing would be a people bit more would unpopular. not do it. Yeah, if, it, if they looked after their children and stuff, people would do it, yeah. Well, some of them do. Yeah. You've got mouth brooders and nesters and stuff, so mm. that's, yeah. But you don't see it. It's not in plain sight. No, You'd no, have to no. go snorkeling to yeah. see that. So fishing, okay. No one's actually ever asked me, and it's interesting you asked me on the podcast, because obviously you boys like fishing. I don't have a fishing rod or a reel or anything if I had to, oh no, actually, in my survival kits, I've got a fucking line and a hook and a sinker. Yeah, right. But that's only because it comes with. That's it. only because it comes. You with wouldn't it. have purchased that stuff if it if you had to buy it independently. No, no. no it well, comes you, in the you're, kit. You're asking a larger question. Um, look, obviously, you know, my granddad's initials KEP are on the bike um, because he was the original gravel grinder. Um, and look, he used to take. He had a trip to the Murray. Yep. Right. Every year. And look, we had, I had 16 cousins, right? And most of us, there's only four girls or five girls. So it was 11 boys, right? Yeah. And you had to be deemed worthy to go on the trip. You didn't just get to go. You had to be of a certain maturity Mm -hmm. and granddad got to decide when you went. Now, that was a massive thing for me. Yeah. I hope to do this one day with my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hope I don't scar them like you've been scarred. Yeah. (laughs) It was a massive thing. Yeah. Um, and I think the, to be honest, and the, the, the thing is that no one's ever asked me that question directly, so I'm answering on the fly. However, the first big trip we went on, um, I was like 10, I think I was 10, and drove a car for the first time at 10 yeah. with Granddad, right? Um, I said to him, I remember it was a H, he had a panel van, Kingswood panel van, V8. Nice. Um, and we just rode in the back out there. Like there was no seatbelts or anything. Like, you know, sharp edges, steel in the back. He's yeah. just like, you boys sit in there and you'll be fine. Yeah. And we were. We used to do the same thing because my old man had a 
troop carrier Landy, mm-hmm. no seatbelts. But yeah. because you didn't, because it came out with no seatbelts, you don't need seatbelts. No, you just so bounce you, around. So the you back. just sit in the back. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we did that. Um, <coughs> but he took us to. So carp were running wild back then. I mean, we're talking early 90s in Victoria. Yep. Okay, so carp were running wild back then. Big, big fucking problem, right? Yep. And Grandad held the record for the Murray Cod in 1960-something, yep. right? He, for a couple of years, he held the record for Murray Cod. Yeah. That's how many times he'd go to the Murray, yep. right? I think the last trip he went, he was in his 80s. Um, so he hated carp with a passion. Right, because they were killing the cod and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And we came across a estuary, like when that the the fire thing filled up that you know where the water came in while we were at camping. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. But full of fucking carp. Look, yep. I mean hundreds of them. Mm. Right, and it was me, um, my cousin Josh and Nathan. Right. Yeah. And Granddad had actually, unbeknownst to us, mm. cut three different lengths of. Rio, yeah, specifically for us to kill carp, right? And being young and impressionable, and you know, and I, I just we went to fucking town like we mm. butchered. I don't even know how many of those carp, yeah. And that whole trip, we actually had like a, a fish hospital where we'd gut these things and we'd look at the inside of them and all this sort of stuff, yeah. And after that, I. When I caught a fish that wasn't a carp, yeah, I saw it as something different, mm. and I, my granddad tried really hard with me in fishing. Like he bought me many rods and hand reels and fucking all sorts of shit. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. But what's interesting mm. is that you want to go crabbing. Let's go crabbing. Yeah. You want to go spearfishing underwater? You want to go snorkeling and diving? Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. Right? I never I never vibed with holding a rod. Mm. Right? Mm. And I think as far as like being on the ocean is concerned, I've gotten seasick or I get seasick. Yep. And I have done two or three times. And mind you, that two of the times I got seasick, experienced fishermen got seasick. Like it was fucking rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, However, I I have a respect for the ocean, I think, too. Mm. I grew up on Bells Beach um, in the summertime in Victoria. Um, Granddad parked his caravan at Torquay, um, and we grew up on the back beach at Torquay. And I got my ass handed to me by the ocean many, many times, mm. um, learning how to surf and boogie board and fucking... And, like, you know, back then, I, was just, I just used to go by myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no one was helping me. Yeah. And I think through that, I got... Uh, a healthy respect of the ocean. Yep. Um, and it and it sounds weird, and I've got you know it's a little woo woo. However, you know my star sign is a Pisces, mm-hmm. and I've always always sort of identified with the fish. Mm. And there's part of that I think I don't like. I don't like eating them. That's the thing. Fair enough. Well, that's that's probably. I would say that's a large percentage. Of of the thing, if if you don't like eating fish, then it's it's hard to get enjoyment. Yeah, you, like there's the sport fishing element, but 
I, I feel like sport fishing for me, like I enjoy sport fishing, catch and release, but that can't, that's like, that's like you riding the rail trail to Burrellan and back. Mm. I do that to maintain my skills yeah. to let me know that I can still catch fish Yeah, to, to feel the tug on the line, yeah. to know what it feels like, yeah. to, to know that I've got the muscle memory and the responses to hook the fish, to fight the fish, that yeah. kind of thing. I sport fish when I'm not fishing for food yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I suppose for me, I never got that, um, the thrill that I watch you boys get out of catching a fish, never, never, it never really grabbed me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just did. I just, it's not something that. Yeah. Like I, I was, just, I, I just want to, I, mean, I, I just want to say to you before we go any further, killing those carp wasn't fishing. No, I know. That's every time I catch a fish, it's as though I'm killing it, whether I'm yeah. sport fishing or killing it. It's the same thing for me as killing an animal. Yeah. Um, if there's, I'm, a, there's a respect there. If, if I'm letting it go, I boat it or net it or land it the best way possible. Yeah. You honour that I have animal. it out of the water as, as little as possible. I try and damage it as little as possible and then I return it. Yeah. Or if, if I'm keeping it, I... I pers- I go with a target species. Yep. I don't just discriminately fish for it. Fish because I I did that when I was younger, mm. and many times I was disappointed in myself because you're like oh, I'm gonna go catch a feed, mm. right? And then you may keep the first fish you get that is legal size. Mm. Then nothing else. You don't get anything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now you're stuck with. A lot of work for the same fish. A lot of work without the reward. Mm. You're not getting a feed. You know, you got to scale and fill it and gut and everything. And I, I found I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't have the same respect because it became drudgery mm. at that point. Because it's like, mm. oh, now I've got to clean it because I've I've killed it. Yeah. So I've got to clean it. I've got to eat it. Yeah. It became a necessity. Yeah. Whereas these days with experience, I've learnt I'll go with the target species in mind of what I want to catch. Yep. And if I start catching those, I'll actually keep them alive mm. until I'm up to a quota where it's worthwhile killing them. Yeah, And then it's like, okay, then it becomes process. It, mm. becomes, it becomes the respect mm. sort of thing. You've respected them up until this point because you've done all the other stuff. Yeah in terms of not damaging them, if you're going to release them, because I've got a live bait tank, like a live tank in my in my thing, if I'm going to release them, I'm going to release them healthy enough to go back and survive. Yeah. If I'm not, that's when the ceremony begins sort of thing. Mm. And it's not a physical out-of-body ceremony where I do anything in particular. Mm. It's my thoughts as I, as I kill the fish, clean the fish, and... Um, prepare them basically yeah look and the thing is don't get me wrong have I had um, some fish prepared for me that was fucking delicious yeah I have yeah I really have um, over the years yeah um, and like I actually had a Filipino fish soup rice dish in Papua New Guinea <coughs> that yep. was delicious yep right and those boys just knew how to do it yep you know what I mean um, and they'd caught the fish 
on the other side of the island. They, you know, and they'd done their process, you know. So I can respect that. However, and I respect it, man. I, I it's just that, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's not me. Yeah. Um, and I think the other well, here's here, here's my you want, you want my, a pie in the sky thing that here, I'd love to do that you probably don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be a pilot. Yeah. Right? And and see, and my thoughts with water mm-hmm. is that it's for flying over. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right? Um, see, I've, I, I, I've got a opposite, not opposite, but an alternate perspective to you in terms of having done the ocean thing the same, it's basically the same as what you were talking about, but... I was in a different location. So obviously a different location provides different circumstances. Mm. The where Bells is um, brings like swell off the Southern Ocean and shit like Sharks that. Sharks and it's, shit. It's man. a wilder yeah. piece of ocean. Mm. Whereas I was I was in Noosa, possibly the fucking calmest piece of ocean in all of Australia. Yeah. And not only that the ocean is you then are in a bay yeah so my ex, my experience with the ocean is a lot gentler in a way mm. <coughs> oh my 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 ocean learnings were not gentle oh and and at times neither were mine mm. like yeah we've discussed f- a few ferocity of those, yeah. ferocity is ferocity yeah, yeah and as a as a mortal piece of flesh yeah you realize the force of nature at times mm. you know when you when you're dealing with mm. it so no i've i've come headlong with it but i think what i'm getting at is more often than not being in a very calm piece of the the country i had more positive experiences with being on the ocean yeah like basically there was a point in my life where i lived around the ocean because i lived in noosa it's very it's a massive tourist spot, massive cost. Mm. Everything costs a lot. Mm. And as a local, you learn how to sort of avoid those costs. Yeah. And I was able to buy, I had surfboards for when the surf was pumping. I had scuba gear. Well, not scuba gear, snorkeling gear, mm. which everything I bought was one-off cost stuff. Yeah. Except for one thing. But so I had... Um, yeah, fish, set. I had set fishing gear. gear. Yeah. I had snorkeling gear. I had surfing gear. Yeah. And the one other thing that I, I ended up not having to pay for, but initially, I guess it was kind of a one-off cost thing, but the business model was different, was when I was a kid, randomly, I took up, I, I used to do sailing. Yeah, as, right. as a kid yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. So I was about 11, 12. One of my best mates at the time, um, he was like, oh, you want to do sailing sort of thing. Mum's going to put me in sailing. And I was like, yeah, why not? So we used to go, I think it was Saturday mornings. We went, used to go to the yacht club mm. and they had a junior program and we used to sail up and down the river. Yeah, right. See, well, I mean, I think, see, if I had something like that, that would give me an affinity with boats. Mm, you know mm. what I mean? You, you develop that connection with the the water and the wind and the sail and there's a whole you know i can see like i've never been on a sailboat yeah would i like to go on a sailboat yeah absolutely yeah you know, on, on a lake or something like yep. that um absolutely you know yep. i think well i will terrify the absolute shit out of you 
fucking leash never ever wants to come sailing with me again remember when i used to own the catamaran yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i bought that catamaran i used to take her out to wyvernhoe and <laughs> i sailed like i ended up getting into it doesn't make much difference but um so progressed into like lasers which are a they're like a competitive um yeah it was style of like that was pretty aggressive that that thing you had it was pretty yeah 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 well the cat that i had was one step below having a trapeze Mm. which is where the second person fucking hangs out the side on a harness to keep it down (laughs) in the water it was one step below that yeah so the next model up because i had the 14 foot the 16 foot has a trapeze yeah so, um, and that's basically where I progressed to yeah. in sailing. I was, I was in cats and dinghies, but the, the dinghies I was, I was sailing were um, like skiffs. So, you, did you ever watch 18-foot skiff racing? Remember in the yeah, 90s yeah, yeah, when yeah, like yeah. Sydney yeah. Harbour, they yeah, used yeah, yeah, to televise yeah. that yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to watch that, yeah. So, we didn't, we didn't ra- I didn't race 18-foot skiffs, but we raced 14-foot... I can't remember what they were, but they're basically like a miniature version mm. and they're not as edgy as an 18 foot. They're a little bit more forgiving. Anyway, um, so we progressed up to that. So I take my wife out on Wyvernhoe <laughs> and um, put this thing a few up on times, a 45 degree. A few times we... Look, we sailed to the conditions, not to my experience level yeah. sort of thing. So basically... Because this is one of the things where my experience level outweighed the boat that I had. Yeah. Normally that doesn't happen. Normally, like the bikes and shit, the bikes are way yeah, better, yeah, than, better than us. Yeah. Well, I'd say a way better craft than what I owned because I fucking had to buy this cheap fucking thing. Yeah. Anyway, so a few times I fucking capsized it and, and threw her off the boat, sort of thing. And she wasn't, ex- she was expecting a leisurely stroll down romantic, the dam. Romantic. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm like, jib on, jib on, get over the side. <laughs> <laughs> hike, hike, hike. And I'm hanging out over the side, my fucking back's in the water. Because that's how we used to sail. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. we got taught competitive sailing, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. So, so you're we trying raced. to get the most out of this. We always raced. We couldn't help it. We were young. So your kids. wife's expecting a romantic. She's leisurely... expecting to sit horizontal on a horizontal deck and just and lays around, look deeply into my eyes and shit. And then next minute, I'm yelling commands at her <laughs> to fucking jib on, <laughs> J- jib on, and get your ass over the fucking hike out, hike out. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> yeah, I'm yelling commands, and I snapped the stays multiple. There was one time she she'd warned me so many times. She's like, "You need to stop doing this shit because I don't enjoy it." And then we went out on the dam one day, and she's like, "We shouldn't go." I'm like, ah, "It's fucking 25 knots at best, honey. It's fine, you know." 25 knots is a stiff breeze yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. It's probably blowing fucking 30. Yeah, like right. it was dece. It was dece wind. And I snapped the stays on it because I had fucking... All the sheets were locked off and we were fucking... Oh, I can't even remember what the fucking term is now. Broad reach. We're fucking broad reaching. And this cat... Oh, I'm fucking sitting on the... 
uh, and I'm going into terminology yeah, now, no, and I'm I've not explaining no anything. I've got no idea what you're talking Broad about. Broad reach is the fastest fucking section of the wind, yeah. angle of the wind you can put a boat on yeah. that doesn't have like spinnakers yeah. sort of thing. Because if you put a spinnaker, you can go directly downwind yeah. sort of thing. And you, where my boat doesn't have that. So I'm using the mainsail as a fucking spinnaker. And the best angle from what I've been taught is a broad reach. That's about as fast as you can get it. Now, the problem with a, with a fucking um, catamaran is the far pontoon gets fucking, the nose into, into of it gets water, pushed yeah. into the water yeah. because that's where all the force all is the going. Weight's going yeah. So my ass is sitting basically on the fucking rudder. I'm out the back of this boat. I've got this thing fucking hauling ass and fucking boom, off goes the stays. <laughs> mass falls over. Fucking boat goes fucking purling, man. Purling is what you call when you just fucking nosedive. It goes ass over tit. I write the boat. The wife's just like, that's it. I'm not fucking... Not doing this not anymore. Not doing this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I fucking... We've got to get this thing into shore. She's like, no. I'm fucking doing nothing. It's on you. Yeah. So here I am fucking sculling in the water, rolling the mast up, fucking... And the, and the boom... Tucking all the sail up and everything onto the deck, she's she's sunbaking on the deck. She's yeah. she's reneging at this point in time. She's like, no. I then had to swim because okay, there's a piece of wire that joins the front two pontoons together. That's where my jib connects to. So I've got my feet hanging on that piece of wire, and I'm fucking trying, freestyling. Trying and I had to, pull to the boat I probably had to swim about eight hundred meters to get across to the shore. And then I had to walk back to where the car was, three Ks, like fucking just dragging it along the shoreline of Wyvernoe all the way back because we were out of in we we're out of Logan's. I don't know if you've ever been into Logan's Inlet. That's yeah, where, I've that's seen. Where, I've, I've yeah, I've driven over through that. I know. Yeah, so there's I've a boat the ramp over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's where I put in, and it's like an arm, a, a small arm. So I've sailed right out of that into the main body of the dam. Yeah. When. I'm fucking. When yeah, yeah. everything went pear shaped. When I'm when I'm hauling. So was that was that the last trip that you took your wife on a? On a yeah. Sp- after that, I pulled the sail off. I turned it into a bass boat because <laughs> no, she wasn't coming with me anymore. So I was like, fuck it. So I built a plywood deck and I put an electric motor on it. Yeah. It was sick. It yeah, was right. awesome. I took it out the river a few times, yeah, right. sort of thing, and then put it back together and sold it because yeah, I right. just wasn't using it anymore. But yeah, so sail, sailing for me, that was that's well, one thing it, man, I'd like it, to do again. Yeah, man. But oh, sorry, we've gone so far down the tangent. We have. So I had that. So those skills that yeah. I had, that group of skills, I could I could live off the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Translate into the into that. And just use it as my fun. It was my escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if the waves were up, I'd go surfing. If the waves were flat, mm. I'd go snorkeling. Mm. Um, intermittently in, in between that, I'd also be going fishing if there was no waves and if it was windy, I'd go sailing. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, you got to remember, I only went to the ocean during summer. Yeah. Right. So I grew up in central Victoria. Yeah. So we, I spent my time on the river. Yeah. See, my daily occurrence, whether it was. I was in the bush, I was in the bush and I was on the creek and the the creek back then. I mean, you talk about fishing. The thing for me about. If I wanted to go and get a fish to eat, yep. there was a couple of spots on the Yarrawee Creek when I was growing up mm-hmm. that um, the the rocks were that shallow yep. that these beautiful rainbow trout 
yeah. would just sit in the shallows and catch whatever was coming along, right? Yeah. And if I wanted a fish to eat, and I did eat a few of those as a kid, we'd just knock one on the head with a rock. Honestly, that was what we would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the clo- one that was close to the bank, yeah. that was, oh, well, that's your problem, mate. Mm. You know? And so this whole using a rod and all this sort of stuff, like... Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make... That's that... When I grew up and, mm. you know, and I... And I suppose I'm a, a and it's you know like I'm a freshwater fish, not a saltwater fish. You yep. know what I mean? I, I'd much prefer to be in a lake. I'd much prefer to be in a river. Yeah. Um. Like that's why sundown. I love that man. Yeah. You know See, I mean? I'm, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. And I most think it, of my, that- my all of my stuff. Now this is where this is another point that I didn't get to. Still don't like ocean fishing. And and I've analysed why, it's. For me, ocean fishing is very technological. Yeah. It's all charts, chart plotters and sounders, big boats. Mm. Um, there's a bit of nows. There's a certain skill set you need, yeah, 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 yeah. but but you're lost without technology. Yeah, you're sort of just floating yeah. around in the ocean. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You're completely lost without fucking technology. Mm. Um, whereas I prefer... I. I prefer um, estuary fishing yeah. than going out in the ocean. I've I've done it plenty of times. I don't get seasick. I used to drive my tinny. We used to go out offshore all the time. Mm. Offshore fishing um, had some had some cool like boating experiences, like off Noosa, where you know you're surrounded by a massive pot of dolphins. I wouldn't even estimate the number. Yeah, you know maybe. And that's the maybe thing. You, you you had. It sounds like you had a lot of. Um... I had a lot of surreal experiences, yeah, beautiful man. A lot of positive man. surreal experiences. Do you know? And I had you know, whales. I had a, back whales. I had fucking dolphins and turtles. You, yeah, yeah, right. Like snorkeling with wow. turtles. I've, I've done a fair bit of snorkeling. Yeah, yep. we used to do snorkeling off. We, the, we when it was really calm, when there was absolutely no surf. One of the things we used to do was um, take the drive the tinnies out and fish all of the points where we'd surf. Yeah, sort of right. Thing. So we'd fish them. We'd get bored with that. We'd go out around the national park. We'd fucking snorkel. Mm. We'd catch crayfish because mm. there's lobsters out there. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, and the thing is, I suppose if you grow up developing those skill sets, it becomes second nature, mm-hmm. right? Whereas for me, disappearing into the scrub, that's what I used to do. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. Yeah, you've can, done more than that than than your ocean dwelling yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort and, of and I think, experience. And yeah. the other thing about boats for me too is that my uncle was, uh, he raced boats, like yep. the Ski 80. Yep. So my first experience to a proper outboard, you know, boat mm-hmm. was 160, twin 160s on the back of a thing that yeah. it'd stand on its head. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a different world. It's a different world. Yeah. You know, he ended up having... Um, uh, it was Pete's Dragon and Fig Jam. I mean, those things had blown 350 Chevs in them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I used to get towed behind a ski boat. Yeah. Right? Boat racing. Boat racing. A completely and, different world. And that that was literally, yeah. apart from Grandad's tinny with a 15 horse on the back yeah. that we'd putt around on the river, which I nearly capsized more than once. Yeah. Um, that was my experience with boats, like snarling V8s. Like, what? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like... When you've experienced that, yep. like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, it's, and again, I spent more time, much, much, much more time my entire 
my, my entire adult life and my childhood in mm. fresh water than I did in seawater. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, look, I respect fishing. Um, and am I happy to come for the mission? Yeah, I'm happy to come for the mission. Um, I really respect casting. Like I was really what enjoying thing for me is like sitting on that stump, chatting to you, watching you ply your trade. Mm. Um, was very fascinating to me. Uh, and you know, I did sort of want to have a go. So fun- funny from that because I was kind of explaining to you what I was doing at the yeah. same time. Do you do you see how that to me translates directly to to hunting in yeah, terms yeah, yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. Of I was I was casting into a into a current and the yeah, current would absolutely would the then way you were making the bait it, into yeah, a the way you were making it swing around and come back in man so it was very very when I when I'm looking at that water and looking at those currents mm. I'm seeing air yep. I'm seeing air currents yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that translates directly to me sitting in a spot mm. in a larger scale so instead of thinking I'm going to cast a lure here. And then my lure was coming across and then presenting in front of those snags. Mm-hmm. I'm then translating that into hunting and I'm saying instead of casting the lure, I have to cast myself. Because yeah. I'm 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 now the bait. Except I'm not the bait, I'm just the thing. I, I think for me, as far as like the comparison is, mm. is that I spent my entire childhood and um, even when I used to go and take photos in Western Australia and going into Arnhem Land, I would actually try and sneak up on animals. Yeah. Like I've done a lot of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's some photos I've got of kangaroos that people don't understand how good the shot is because I've actually walked up on, like the one. there's one shot I've got of the two kangaroos. I might have showed it to you. Mm. And I stalked those guys and I got up within bow shot. Yeah. Um, easy now, like looking at it through a different lens. Mm. And I've done that multiple times. Mm. And I would like to take that skill set and apply it to like a deer, which is a different animal again. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, that's that's a skill set that I've developed over many years. Yeah. You know, so, and like I did the same at sundown. Yeah. Right. I ran into a couple of families of rock wallabies and. I wasn't in. Oh, I was sort of intentionally being quiet, but I wasn't intentionally being quiet. Yeah. But I was keeping an eye out, you know. And when I identify a little pot of rock wallabies, I would see how close I could get to it before mm. it would, before they jump away. Yeah. You know, and yep. I've done that a lot. Like you know, I remember, you know, so like as when I was a kid, my um, my mate's brother used to babysit us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he was like eight years older than us so yep. we're like seven and he's 15 yeah and he i had a digital watch he's like do you know how to read that and he's like i'm like yeah and he goes right your mum's picking you up at five o'clock if you're not back at quarter to five i'm coming looking for you and like mm-hmm. he's you know mm. he's 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 probably banging his missus in the in the in the oh, bedroom yeah. you know what yeah. i mean he had his girlfriend over yeah 100%. he didn't need me and me and my mate to annoy him yeah and at seven we would disappear into the bush for three hours at a time we had a full hut set up and you know cubby house and you know everything man Mm. like it was a full setup so that's something that i've done a lot of yep that i i i feel confident walking into the bush yep you know what i mean like the idea of you saying here's base camp i'll see you in three days Mm. as soon as you said that i'm like what do i need to do that i can do that what do i need it's a good idea right you know what i mean like how good is that as an idea yeah 
Oh yeah. yeah. I, there's and look, the gear's that amazing now that you could get away with it. You yeah. know, with not that much expense. Um, yeah. And I thought, yeah, I could do that mm. easy. You know, I'll see you. In, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. You know, or the yeah. next day, maybe. You know, yeah. and yeah, I, I wouldn't be worried. Like it's all like Woody. I wouldn't be worried if Woody wandered off. Yeah. Right. Well, he wandered off a few times at sundown, right? <laughs> um, but um, you know, I wouldn't be worried if you wandered off, and you shouldn't be worried if I wandered off. Yeah. And I think I never had that affinity with the fishing, whereas I have had that with animals in the bush. Yeah. And that's a skill set I'd like to translate. Yeah. Mm. Is there any other skill sets that you could think of you'd like to? to sort of add any other hobbies or skill sets that you'd like to add to add to your bushcraft because for me I would like to do um and this this sort of comes back to I'm bringing everything back to um clubs and groups and instructional sort of things and classes and stuff like that I'd like to do a knife making class yeah sort of yeah. thing to Look- add add to that Sort of skill set? Yeah, I think some of the... Um, like, it's interesting when we came up, you talk about clubs and stuff. Um, it's interesting how the baseline skill levels that I learned in the Cubs and the Scouts. Yeah. Um, that, look, back then it was the proper Cubs and the proper Scouts. Like, yeah. you know, at seven or eight or nine, we would go camping and we would learn how to make a fire the old way. We'd learn how to you know, make spears and do all that sort of stuff, you know, yeah. and that, that skill set still translates. Yeah. But because it's come so far now, though. Like, I, I would like to, yeah, I'd love to learn how to make a blade. I love it. You know, I, you know, um, blacksmithing, I have an affinity. You know, everyone has their affinities, right? So I'm, I'm mechanical, not electrical, yeah. right? I'm also metal, not wood. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can work with metal. I can weld. I can build stuff with metal. You want me to build you something out of wood? Mm. excuse me it's not going to be great <laughs> but you give me the same stuff out of metal and you give me a certain amount of time and it'll be nice yeah you know so the idea of like uh silversmithing mm. you know what i mean um uh, i do like i do like men's rings and i think that mm. that it's gone that that style is gone and there's a way to make them that'd be really cool and and stuff like that yeah i could find myself getting into that um but yeah making Look, the fact that there's not a forge out there mm. is only really I've had other focuses. Yeah. Um, I've definitely looked into it. I've definitely looked at boxes of files on Facebook and gone, oh, that's not that expensive. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, well, if you ever get the, if you ever feel the need, I've got 30 farrier rasps sitting over there that are on good, good information from the the branding and the Google search that they're 1095 high carbon steel. Really nice. Yeah. Um, a little bit difficult to work in terms of high carbon steels mm. sort of thing. It'd be better if it was like 1084 or something like that. Mm. But 1095 is basically the best quality Yeah. sort of thing. Well, I'd be very interested. It's a little bit finicky in the quenching process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. You've got to have your oil temperatures correct and got to... You got to soak them afterwards and shit like oh, look, that. Look, I think I think there but, was there was a time. In, but I have materials. Yeah, cool. There was a time <laughs> in my eBay searches and Facebook marketplacing yep. and stuff where there was a heap of forges saved and all that sort of stuff. Like yeah, blacksmithing. Yep. I the idea of 
working with metal and and making a blade mm. and it, look that really there's something along with the like to me the with the you know to go back to the bow hunting learning how to shoot the bow has been an amazing process mm. um you know you talk about i tell you what robo's bow is nice you know what i mean he's got the next step up from both of ours that yep. was a really nice bow you know what yep. i mean i looked at that and went oh there's the that's the next level yeah. you know what i mean yeah um like i'd keep my sight because that sight's really good but would i like to step the bow up yeah i would i didn't like his bow i thought it was it looked small axle to axle it looked shorter it than was mine. very fat yeah it was like yeah. short and stocky but yeah. um i liked it Which, I, I, and and i also i'm waiting i'm waiting for you guys to all have issues because you've all got dual cam bows yeah and no one's taken them like back sort of to get tuned so sort of i pick. have i've taken oh, mine you, back. Yeah, yeah yeah i've taken mine back twice yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I was wrong and it probably there. needs. It probably needs. Yeah, it needs another one now. It's making because an that's, interesting twang. Because that's the one thing that I I think of in terms. Of, that's the one thing I pat myself on the back for. Yeah, you've only got that single. I've got fail a single point. cam bow, mm. so they can't get out of sync. Mm. So it's a lot less maintenance. Yeah, right. Sort of thing in terms of in terms of that. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the only thing I'm like. For me, mm. like not being a person who. It's going to take their bow back to the shop very often, sort of thing. I got finicky, I man. Like that. I think, I think for me, I've been learning how to put an arrow and you know play with the wind, and that has been a very, very cool thing. And again, like like the bold, um, shooting a bow and riding a mountain bike, mm. I don't see a time. When I won't do either of those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Would you get a trad bow? Like a traditional, like a stick bow or a recurve or something? Look, if I was brave enough, I'd string that one. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm not, not that one. Yeah. But would I like to learn how to shoot uh, a recurve? Yeah. Like I said, if I got into, if I joined a club, mm. I probably wouldn't, I'd learn how to shoot my compound correctly for hunting yep. purposes. Yeah. But I probably would end up with a recurve yep. and do target. Yep. Because, um, yeah, I really enjoy, for some reason, I really enjoy watching the recurve yep. competitions more than the, the compound competitions. Mm. I think there's something a bit more pure about that yep. um, as far as the archery is concerned and the shooting is concerned. Um, but, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, man, look, this has been fun. I really need to piss. I know I want to I want to keep going, <laughs> but I really uh, need to urinate. So why don't we leave this section and thank you for asking me those questions man like uh, that's, that's all right man that's uh that's been very interesting i'm yep. interested to see you went a completely different direction than i thought you would go mm. and i'm interested to see what i I, I somewhat knew that um, i knew i knew i'd hit you with the simplicity yeah, yeah yeah and i'm interested to see you know what questions you've got to finish off but let's um let's take a minute so we can rehydrate and uh and urinate well, we're going to probably delete all this, so stop talking. Let's just go. <laughs> so where were where were we at? Yeah, we're back, man. We, look, we, look, where were we at? We were I, I would like about... to see. I would like to see what questions you've got for me. Well, I'm formulating them as we go. That's yeah. why I need a recap. Where were we? Cause well, I'm, we just I'm we lost just my train of thought. We just we just finished talking about um, sort of hunting, fishing, cycling. Where we want to go? You, you asked me a couple of pie in the sky questions and. 
Look, I really appreciate that because for the loyal listeners that will download this, that's a lot of information and 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 probably a version of me that they haven't heard, man. So that's I really, um, really appreciate that, and I always appreciate your uh, your stories. And <laughs> tipping Alicia off a carrot around is pretty funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Look, what you know, it's been an interesting. See, I thought, and you know that I thought you were going to go down. What what have I learned? Knowledge, megalithics, blah blah blah. So, you know that that made up a large proportion of the podcast. But yeah, there was another section of the podcast. There was that, man. That there we, was, we had sort of left in the dust there at one point. Sort well, of. Well, it must I be said. To... I didn't. I, you know, and I, I I don't take social media posts of pre podcasts anymore. I don't know why I don't do that. I mean, look, no one really liked them. So what was the point? Yeah. But I am wearing. Um, the second iteration of the feeling is healing shirt, you know, the rainbow tie-dye shirt that, you know, I, I didn't really promote or I actually end up giving them all away. Well, there's still some in the cupboard, but I end up giving most of them away. Um, yeah. I've still got mine. Yeah, yeah. Both of mine. Both of mine. Yeah, I, I couldn't find the original. I don't yep. know where that is, but it's around somewhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that is a that is a, a portion of the podcast that... Um, we we did yeah we didn't we just sort of left it behind we, we we kept talking about spirituality and consciousness and mental health and um you know that sort of stuff however it wasn't uh we sort of went megalithic focus and stuff like that and you know if i'm to sort of prompt a bit of a conversation it's like when i put this shirt on tonight it sort of has a bit of a different meaning now you know it's rainbow tie-dye the stitching is purple Mm. On the front, it says "Feeling is Healing." That that came from a Matty Noonan podcast yeah. years ago. Years yeah. ago, um, I can't even remember which one it is. It was one of the first Matty Noonan podcasts, and um, I feel like it was the first or the second one. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's taken on a whole new meaning, you know. And I think uh, flesh that out for us. Sort of what analyze how you're feeling. Yeah, well, when you talk about, um, I suppose what I realised, you asking me those questions out of the blue, and congratulations, good job on that, um, and analysing how I felt about each of those topics, what I realised, and you know, again, I'm, it's 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 the J word. It's the dreaded J word. Mm. You know what I mean? It's the journey. It's not the destination. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and don't, don't you think the reflection upon that journey kind of ties back into our last episode, the triptych. Yeah. The God self. Man. Cause it was, it was about the self. Yeah. Dude. It, it was and, about balancing yeah. the two opposites. Yeah, man. That's and, what this whole thing is about. And yeah. finding the self. Feeling is healing. And, and that was that, that, that meaning behind that, is both negative and positive, hmm. right? And it's and it, it, it was about achieving that balance, you know? And I think, you know, I really, and look, you know this, but I really try and fucking practice what I preach, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you talk to me off the mic, it's pretty much exactly the same as it is on the mic, you know? Yeah. And I have made a concerted effort over the last five years, up and down, as life is, however, to really practice what I preach, um, hmm. And and I've been a teacher during that time as well, so I've taught that as long as as well as practicing it, and you know, I literally have been preaching it. Um, and that that journey has been, it's there's no other word. We need to get a thesaurus. 
um, that that journey just, that just I've been embrace on, it. It's in, a journey. Yeah, it's a journey, right? The journey that I've been on with that, with the feeling, is healing and 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 trying to embrace the God self and and <clears> it. You know, I when you ask me those questions, it's like, oh, you know, no hold, no money, no thing, and it's like. Whilst resources are good, money is not evil, it's not everything. You know, I think, like I said, if, if we talk about, um, you know, even if, like, let's go total pie in the sky, like I said, one of the things you might know about me is I really like to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. I've had an affinity with planes since I was a very little boy. Yep. Um, if I hadn't have fucked my knees as a, as a teenager, I would have gone into the Air Force and tried to be a pilot. Okay, that's that was my path until I fucked my knees, um, and even that, it's not about the materialistic of owning a plane or anything else like that. It's about having the ability to fly. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's what the well, the funny thing is, and I've I've thought about this fairly recently because it's strange where your brain takes you as a parent. You know, I I, I plan I I plan out my boys' lives, fucking multiple times a week yeah. you know i i project through a lifespan and what i know what i know of them now mm. i try and forecast what they'll so be. off off their personalities well not what they'll be just possibilities yeah. i just it's it's like running a um running a model on a computer i just mm. i just run the model and i see w- where my mind would take me different experiences yeah. sort of thing yeah and I remember feeling apprehensive, like I had the thought about boys being, you know, maybe one of them being a pilot. Yeah. And I felt apprehensive about it, you know, mm. crashing out of the sky is fairly fucking scary. Yeah. But then I was like, percentage wise, the aviation industry is the safest form of travel. Yeah. Out of fucking everything we do day to day. Yeah. You know, I've owned motorcycles and rode them on the fucking road. Yeah. I've, we all drive cars and trucks daily. Yeah. And more people die doing that shit than doing the other stuff. Yeah. And even, even when you take into the fact that less people fly than they do drive, et cetera, et cetera, it's just a different world in Mm. terms of the, down to the fuel they use. Yeah, yeah. Like the checks and balances, av- man. Avgas is avgas for a reason, not yeah. because it's better than anything else. It's because it's, it's aviation gasoline. It's it's set to a standard and it sticks to it. Yeah. Because if you get a, a water in the fuel down here at the fucking Freedom, yeah, your car splutters and carries. You can't have that in a plane. No, you can't have that. You no. need a fucking standard sort of thing mechanics is done to that standard yeah. you know whereas you get car mechanics you get fucking bob down the road who'll do it in his in his driveway for yeah. fucking 50 bucks that's right and if times call for it you'll go for that but if you if you're flying a plane it it's done to a level see the and that the, the part of learning how to fly for me that i like that right so i've, I've had the privilege of going up in a fair few light aircraft and mm-hmm. Um, got the chance to fly a Cirrus uh, SR20 with um, a friend of mine, Steve, a few years ago. And um, that whole checks and balances thing, that I like that. You yep. know what I mean? It's like that process. Yeah. You know, you've got to go from the tip of the plane to the tail of the plane and you've got to check and balance everything. Hmm. Yeah, all well, the control services and, right. And to is me, everything it's, good. To me, it's a bit like 
the comparison would be the uh, redneck envisage like the the perspective of like redneck hunting. So mm. that that perspective mm. compared to spot and stalk mm. hunting. It's it's almost the the differences in the in the in the engagement well, and y- professionalism. I, I think about the way in which like we we um, pig hunt, right? The the majority of people pig hunt is you race in it's it's a dull it's a spoon. Yeah. It's it's a spoon. You you race in, you scoop up, um it's 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 pretty brutal. It's it's fast it's fast utes and spotlights and it's moving quickly, it's mm. fast paced. Whereas bow hunting, spot and stalk is the opposite. Yeah. It's slow, it's steady, it's calculated. It's methodical. And if you translate that over to transport Mm. vehicle car transport is like the redneck hunting of the transport world oh, i'm surprised how compared... people get some of their licenses to be perfectly honest but oh dude don't even get started yeah, no exactly but how does that but how does that so to to flip the tables a little bit how does that translate to you for self you know what i mean like mm. you know like how does that you know when we when we come back to you know it does it seems to be no matter what we talk about tonight through the things that we've learned here, it it's more about the process than it is about the destination because we both understand now through the knowledge that we've gained in this room that that's what it is about. You know what I mean? Well, once you get to the destination, you don't learn anything more. Yeah. It's about learning. Mm. Learning in multi-faceted different areas in your life. Yeah. In different sized increments. You know, it could be the tiniest, most insignificant increment mm. in one thing, but every day compared to chunks, large chunks over large periods of time in another field, you know, mm. it's, but it's just that learning that keeps the gray matter ticking mm. and it's, it, learning things is satisfactory. Yeah. Like it, it does, it fills the cup, it works on the self yeah. because not only are learning about like skills or or something like that but you learn about yourself yeah yeah, yeah and that's what yeah. we're getting back to here is is the self you learn about yourself you ride yeah. that bike yeah and you learn oh you learn you know Ooh, it's you it's it's yeah. the best psychology course yeah. is to do any endurance physical thing yeah well any kind of physical thing yeah because You've only got yourself. Mm. You're inside your own head mm. and you are fucking talking back and you are having a nonstop conversation back and forth with yourself. Absolutely. The whole time. Yeah. You know, there's there's messages coming up from your legs. Fuck, I'm burning. Jeez, mm-hmm. I'd like a rest. Yeah. Then there's there's psychological thoughts going back and forward. It's like you don't have to. You don't have to. You, you don't have to cross the highway, mate. You can turn around. Yeah. You can turn around at the highway if exactly. you wanted to. And that's because you've done you've done pretty well. No one else really rides the highway, do they? Yeah. Right? Exactly. You know. And that's so that's your brain yeah. testing you mm. based on the analytics that are coming in. Mm. So the blood oxygen levels because it's like a car right you're a motor yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're yeah. constantly surveying the 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 motor of you're watching the gauges mm. you're testing the the fucking lactate levels 
Oh, mate, if I ride in the morning, I'm much more proficient and efficient and I can get more kilometres done without less effort. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I deal with my day and I try and get a ride in the afternoon, yep. I don't have that same level of yep. uh, energy. Yep. Like you say, lactate, oxygen yep. levels, mental capacity. Yep. Um, you know, because I've already and burnt the, through well, the day. And the mental fortitude. Yeah. Because you've burnt your matches with your patience and your strength yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. So when you ride in the afternoon, you're, you're weaker, mm. beca- not only physically but mentally mm. because you've already been tested by menial things throughout the yes, day. Yes, menial things. So whereas yeah. if you attack the day with that challenge, mm. you're actually using up that quota on something that's worthwhile yeah. instead of the menial stuff. And I, I tell you what, if it's one of that you talk about lessons, mm-hmm. um, you want to talk about learnings. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I've re-engaged, you know, with the current situation, I've just been having a fight reflex. So I've been having to work out or else I go mad. However, what that has brought back to me and with a much deeper understanding, because I've sort of done it a different way this time mm-hmm. and I feel better and I'm much mm-hmm. stronger than I was the last time I did this because I went yep. a bit hard in the paint. Yeah. Um, and I've done this a lot more methodically. But that 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 struggle in the morning, you know what I mean? If you can mm-hmm. if I can push myself to get look, and obviously I work from home these days, so I've got a different situation that I've been able to adapt to. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, getting up here, whether it's in the house of pain or, or, or pulling the pulling the uh, bike shorts on Make doing that thing before you attack your menial day, you are more patient because you've dealt with the demons already today. Yeah, yeah. Right? That you know, you know, and, and I've had this conversation with Kath, you know, and she's like, I don't know how you get up in the morning and work out or ride, and I'm like, I've had to have that. Con- I sat her down and said, Listen, I don't want to do it mm. half the time. Sometimes I do. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm up. I'm like, Yep, bang, let's go, let's get into it. <clears throat> But there's a lot of times I don't yeah. at all. But that's the battle, right? It's 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 not wanting to do something, volunteering to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and fucking doing it anyway. Yeah. Right? And and that's where the benefit lies. Yeah. Right? And I think you know, and I think well, I think not only there, but it's it's the it's the self talk. Yeah. So it's it's a form of because you're locked into your own stuff, mm. it's a form of meditation. Yes, in it a is. way, absolutely, you, it is. you talk to yourself, absolutely like we said is. before. Yep. You're talking to yourself the whole time. Riding is my meditation. Yeah, right. I can let, especially from the rail trail, I can let go, right? Because yeah. I know what I'm doing. The bike knows what it's doing, and I can. But you are now in a a quiet place. Yeah, that's where you are. Mm. Because, like you said, those other things go into autopilot, and now you're in autopilot zone. You're sitting in this dimension where you're just a fucking a conscious brain floating in liquid mm. and all the senses are doing their job, but you don't have to be consciously there. Mm. So you can wander. Mm. So yeah, once you tell the inner bitch to shut the fuck up mm. and like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Yeah. This is what we're doing so you can stop your whining. Yeah. You know, the legs are burning, but I know I'm running at three quarters capacity 
so I'm not going to burn out anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, that's right. It's like, yeah, yes, yeah. it's discomfort, but it doesn't. I don't need to stop. No, no, I've no. been here before. Yeah. yeah, I've felt this. Yeah. So then you can wander, and you you just in that subdued state. It almost subdued subdues that that section of the brain, mm. and in that sub, subdued state. I can you can talk to yourself like I'm talking to you. Yeah. I can ask you things yeah, yeah. and it's subdued. Yeah. So it just it just talks well, instead it, of fighting. It's a thing in my house. Kathy yeah. will ask me when I come back from a ride, she's like, What's your what's your you know, what's your takeaways? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What did you learn mm-hmm. on the ride? Because I will go and I will come back and because I've had that space yeah. you'll that, be changed. That process, yeah. I will have thought process thought mm. patterns on the ride yeah. that I don't I, normally have. Not also also to mention like the the whole runner's high aspect. Yeah. In terms of the the chemical dumps you get from taking yourself to sort of that level. Oh dude, look as I say, you're twenty five Ks at twenty Ks an hour. You are you must be you have to regulate your yeah. breathing. Your breathing, your yeah. heart rate. Yeah, I have cadence, to. Re- yeah, my cadence. Everything has to be gears, in balance. Everything. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise, you know, you'll burn out. Yeah. And we also know, this: the slower you go, when you try and take it easier on yourself, you actually just extend the period of yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. It's you not, extend the torture. Exactly. So that's why it's better to sit at a certain level of discomfort that you know you can maintain, that you're not going to burn muscles out or mm. you know tire anything like that you know that that's most beneficial because that's achieving the goal in the shortest period of time at the at the most the maximum effort that you can do yeah sort yeah. of thing and it's like and you and you and you and you know the meditation also for me is is that when i ride out mm-hmm. i'm definitely not at 100% i'm yep. at 60 70% yep. i'm warming up yeah you know my legs don't get warm now till i'm at the highway yeah and then i get to wherever i'm going um you know, Bar Allen has been the marker recently, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll pause, and I'll take a moment, man. I'll get off the bike, and I'll take a moment to just appreciate the fact that I'm on the bike, away from home, in a space, and then I'll I'll take a few deep breaths, a couple of gulps of water, and then I'm heading for home, and then that's a different target because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, how many matches do you want to burn? Mm. Are you setting a time today or are we just riding home, Mm -hmm. you know? And then that's the decision. That's your voluntary discomfort again. And I've found that the the biggest epiphanies or thought processes that I have, it's the harder I go, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is why most times now when I get to the other end, I'll just go as hard as I can. Yeah. Right. And look, I might burn out on the coming like the amount of times I've burnt out coming up that hill. You're, you're pushing <laughs> you know? the limit, though. Yeah. You're yeah. finding, you're finding where that edge is, mm. and because you're coming home, you know that wherever you find it, you're going to be closer. Yeah. Whereas going out, you can't push it because if you're traveling the same distance out, mm. then you are back in. So if you push it and you burn out before you get to halfway. You get to a point where you're like, I don't want to do this. Your body's screaming yeah, yeah. and you have to start listening. Well, now you've got to go back. So you're so you're so far from home. So psychologically, it would be easier putting in greater effort coming home mm. because you know you're getting closer and closer to home. So yeah. if you fail, there's not as far to go. That's right. And I think I'm, I'm on autopilot from the sign anyway. You know yep. what I mean? If I get to the sign, yep. I'm home. 
I've ridden that section of the rail mm-hmm. trail hundreds of times. Yep. Right? Then then that wouldn't be no joke by now. Oh no. Um and yeah, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, miss it's it's interesting, dude. It all comes back to the self, you know what I mean? It all does come back to that triptych mm. and the and so, I, so speaking of self, speaking of self, this isn't a question, but some things I've been thinking about, this is this is my mental state where I'm at at the moment, mm. is based off pretty much the things we've been talking about the whole way through, mm. they would all base into a, you could categorize them all into a group of like, um, basic skills yeah you know rudimentary sort of stuff Mm. and when i think rudimentary and basic i think about like um it takes me to self-sustainability yeah right this is what i think about and you know the the most popular one is is like food production Mm. sort of thing Mm. but then the ups uh, the ups um the upselling of the food production. So I, I start thinking about um, like making alcohol, mm. making wine, yep. that kind of thing. You know, that that's, I could see that being, no. Yeah, well, I could see that possibly being something I pursue in the future. Yeah. And then I can also understand now, I've reached a level in my head I can understand why people do it. Yeah, the process. The process, it. what yeah. they're getting out of it. I get it now. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, look, mate, that's I, what think, it is. I think, man, if we're talking about self-sustainability, you know, again, we're, we're, we're trying to avoid the current situation. I think it's one of the things we've lost sight of is that self-sustainability. And, you know, I think we're gaining an understanding of how fragile the supply chain actually is. Mm. And the one thing, you know, you know, when we were kids, it wasn't uncommon for people to have a veggie garden. Yeah. You know, that that was a thing. Um, and at least a veggie garden that, that produced is yeah, what exactly. we mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not, a lot of people have veggie gardens these just, days, but it, it, it grows weeds. No one does anything seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, but they, they yeah. look, we, they I remember we like had one as garden. a kid. We, we yep. had one as a kid. Yep. And, you know, I used to get the carrots up and stuff like that. And, yep. you know, dad had put stuff back into the ground. You know what I mean? Um. That's a skill set we don't use and we probably will need. And I think, you know, depending on your choices, um, you you in the not too distant future we may have to rely on community gardens and, and people mm. growing stuff and sharing and bartering and maybe going back to a, an old way. Yeah. But dare I say it, you know what I mean? Uh, where where you know, and what do we talk about? We've talked about again, clubs and tribe. We we we're, we're chasing tribe, man. You know, one of the reasons we created this thing was to create a tribe. And if you think about the, you know, there's a core sort of seven or eight dudes that have been in the UTC. We've had some cool adventures, man. You know what I mean? Oh, shit, yeah. And that's that's what we're chasing. And it may be what we have to go back to. And I think, you know, it, it's... See, and what I'm... Where I'm at, I've... I've ex- I've accepted that and then I've parked it. Yeah. It's not so much the why for me anymore. Mm. I'm more excited about the journey. Yeah, exactly, man. I, something- the the why is in the background. It's yeah. pushed it's pushed me to where I'm I'm looking. So now I, I park it. I know why. Yeah. Don't need to think about no, that no, anymore. That's right. 
what I need to now focus my attention is on is how do you achieve that? Is learning those things yeah, that, yeah. that I'm I, like that are taking my curiosity. But yeah, I think I mean, and we and I think we're talking about you know if you go back to actually what we've talked about tonight, mm. what you've asked me about is cycling, hunting, fishing, you know, um, you know, bushwalking, you know, knife making. The the call that we're all feeling. We're human beings, man. And we're meant to do the things that we've talked about tonight. We're supposed to have a cardio activity, even if it's just to supply food for our family, right? We're supposed to understand how to sharpen a stick so we can kill something, right? By the way, Mr. Tomlinson, (laughs) picking a random stick and catching the only fish of the day, only fish of the weekend, didn't catch it, made a spear and speared the fucking thing. Yeah. That's but anyway, he does that all the time. I know, man. You'll he's, get used to that. Yeah, no, no, he's, I, I love him. I love him. I think he's fantastic. I think I, I'm giving him kudos. Like yeah. that's fucking awesome. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, dude, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, but you know, with these core skills, the reason that we're all feeling called to these core skills, and to be honest, that's the reason I haven't been doing a lot of podcasting is because I've actually that's what I've been doing, man. Mm-hmm. I've been in the house of pain. I've been analysing. I've been looking at what gear have I got. What skill sets do I still have? What what do I need to refine and work on? And which is why I enjoyed the trip so much because it brought a heap of skill sets back into focus mm-hmm. that had been out of focus for a long time. And now I've got a... And look, that was a pretty epic trip, you know what I mean? It, it was awesome, you know? A lot of different variations and variabilities, a lot of learnings and, you know, you know, and can move that forward. But I think the reason we're being called to that is society's pushed us to a point where it's all obviously so obviously total bullshit but not just you know and then you talk about what have we learned over five years everything's fucking bullshit you know what i mean like how many times have we dug into something and it's like it's just on a bed of sand right no one fucking knows anything really you know like and it's at it's at its final collapse and at that time those of us that feel the call come back to these core skills man it's like okay what can you do Mm. you know what i mean for me for me it's the last vestige of where you can go and not get bombarded yeah by stuff yeah you have to escape Mm. escape reception that's your last vestige yeah you need to get out of reception because if you're in reception they connected will, to the system. They will fucking reach you yeah. and they affect you on a minute level. Yeah, that's right, man. So it, that's why you just... Yeah, like I said, I've, I understand the why. Yeah. I understand the why now, so I don't even think about the why anymore. Mm. It's, it's just adapt and overcome mm. sort of thing. And So where do you want to go from here, mate? I, I was actually, from, in, I was actually interested here, to... I'm get, happy to... That's, that's about where... I, I felt like I came to the resolution that I wanted to. Yeah. Like when you're the part you're explaining at the end sort of thing before it was, you pretty much showed me, you grasped the whole thought process Mm. of where, where I was traveling with, with, I touched on some old things that Mm. we've been doing. Mm. Um, some things that would go with, skills you know like the knife making and then where we could go from there yeah sort of thing i'm more of a solutions person than a worrying about the problem Mm. 
And if I can't control the problem, mm. I'll find a different solution. Yeah, and this, absolutely. And and absolutely. where I took you tonight was my solution yeah. for our current problem. Yeah, right. That's yeah, right. That was my whole thought process. Oh, okay. I see what you did. Very clever. There you go. I I spelled it out. I showed the magician's trick. Very clever. But I, I did. I wanted to. I wanted to share with you the fact that that was my whole thought process. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted. I wanted to and try. I think there's, and a, there's a lot of learnings in there, isn't there? Well done. I, tr- that, I wanted is, to try yeah. and impart some positivity on you mm. for the betterment of everyone. I feel like it's part of the solution to navigating the chaos mm. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to pay that pay pay that um, positivity to you in this time. When, yeah. When that's what people need. Absolutely, and I really yeah. appreciate that. But I want I want you to hit me because we can't leave. We haven't even talked about aliens. Or any megaliths or something like that. Give me, give me, give me two questions, right? Crazy oh. ones. Give me a crazy question. Oh, fuck! Now you've put me. Make, now make me, I'm off in the. I don't know. Um. Mm, mm. Shit! It was on the tip of my tongue then. Where do you want to go? Anywhere. Anyway. Sorry, I'm blanking. This is I terrible. Know. I need to simplify my request. I need to try and slip something in to give me time to talk. <laughs> time to think, I mean. Um, look, pyramids, megaliths. Um, ha- all right, I'll try and tie it all. I'll try and lead it into a direction. I, I think I've got something now. So... Um, how many years, two, two sort of directions, you can, you can answer either one or both. How long do you think humans have been on earth mm-hmm. or how many different civilizations do you think have come and gone? Interesting questions. I think... We probably need to split it up to how many hominids have existed on Earth and how long has that been? Like how many mm-hmm. how long has there been upward walking bipedal animals, for want of a better because that's what we are uh-huh. at the end of the day. Um, I think millions of years. I don't know how many million. Uh, you know, I think the latest footprint uh, was Turkey or Greece, I can't remember, it was in the Mediterranean somewhere. You know, and dated, and that's a there's a whole different discussion on how they date it, but six million years, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, that's a that's an accepted footprint that's been accepted into the, you know, the the nomenclature or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how long have Homo sapiens sapiens been on Earth? Look, there's more evidence for a crystal spaceship crashing into the earth and us being genetically modified pretty rapidly over the last million years to be able to do what we're doing right now, um, then there was that Jesus existed. So maybe that happened, right? That doesn't not make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Was that... that that's 780,000. 780, yeah, 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 that's yeah. that theory. That, that theory. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, cool. Um, as far as like 
how many civilizations have existed in an advanced sense since then, man, I, I don't think we'll ever know, dude. You know, I think the level of cataclysm that happens on this planet and has happened regularly, whether it be through those advanced civilizations reaching a point where they blow each other up, um, you know, there's Trinitite glass found all over the globe. Is that meteorites? Is that nuclear detonations or high explosives, whatever? Um, that's open to debate. Um, I think the current advanced civilization that we research and look at, like 70,000 years ago, whatever it is, we got down to 5,000 people worldwide right so they can they can trace our dna to a group of homo sapiens sapiens between five and ten thousand that's how many were left total seventy thousand years ago right so i think a civilization existed between seventy thousand and twelve thousand eight hundred years ago um and i think there wasn't too many cataclysms in that time but what about what about pre seventy thousand years? So exactly, if there was man. ten thousand yeah, left. Man, what dude, if that was a cataclysm? Absolutely, that, that destroyed another civilization. That you know, I don't know, right? And I think, look, man, you know, all cards on the table. I, I seriously wonder whether or not the ant people are real. Whether or not these tic tacs are coming from under the water. Whether or not there is a fucking advanced race of beings that exist underneath the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, like honestly. Um, because the evidence to suggest that is actually not insignificant. Uh, it's not accepted. Speaking of... But of it's U- not insignificant. Speaking of uh, UFOs, how many alien races do you think there are? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. You know what I mean? Like if we, if we were to break it down to the Milky Way, I suppose, we're not a very big galaxy. I'm, I'm talk- And I'm talking about nuts and bolts aliens. Nuts and bolts not, aliens? Not... Light spirit aliens, like yeah, not interdimensional beings. Exactly. Um, it makes sense to me that life exists on other planets. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me that it would adapt to its environment and advance itself. Yep. Um, you know, it. <sighs> we we are led to believe that, as far as we know, there isn't anything out there. However, the the more and more we get into the rabbit hole uh, here at UTC and look, are they here with us? Maybe, man. I don't know. You know what I mean? Would I be surprised? I think the thing is, is that I'm at the point now, I think I, I posted it's a meme, and it's like if an interdimensional fucking gateway opened up in the kitchen, I'd be just like, well, that's fucking something else I've got to deal with now. You know what I mean? Like it's not... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know? Yeah. But does it make sense to me? Yes, right. Where are these tic tacs coming from? Okay. Yeah. I think there's 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 a number of different streams here, right? Mm-hmm. Do I think maybe we may have mastered anti gravity technology, and there maybe is some black technology that, you know, maybe the they finally cracked the code on the UFOs. You know what I mean? Um, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh. But how many races, man? It could be. There's an infinite number of possibilities. I think greys are obviously real. Yep. Um, you know, you get the lizard people, but yep. you know, I know you'll go greys, you, lizard people. You'll get yep. reptilians. You know what I mean? Are the lizard people from underneath? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like who knows? Um, yeah. There's, there's just, there's some of those reports. A lot of it obviously is bullshit. But what do we go with here at UTC? We go with the one percent rule, right? Yep. 
So if 1% of all the greys and all the lizard people and all the interdimensional and the Skywalker Ranch and all that sort of stuff, if 1% of all that is true, then it's life-changing, right? Mm-hmm. That means there's entire worlds that we don't understand existing here with us on this planet right now. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, man, there could be... Well, here's, here's my explanation, whether you want it or not, you're getting it. Mm. My explanation of I how... I think I had a choice. ...how the nuts and bolts aliens exist. Yep. Okay. Check us those, I'll sort a couple out. I have a theory where oh, we sorry. ask the question, what if Earth, for some reason, is the centre of the universe? And I don't mean physically. I just mean more important than we deem it in terms of we're finding more and more uh, planets within the correct distance from their star... Etc. Yep. Etc. Et and yeah, yeah. we and we and we we claim because we can measure the light, we can sort of tell the levels of like water and and oxygen on the surface, yeah. that kind of thing, right? Yeah, so yeah. they're in the Goldilocks zone yeah. and all that. But what if we're two hundred plus million? I think at last. But what if that. we're missing something? What if we're missing something outside of those factors that make up our planet? Mm that we're not taking into account. Mm. Like, from that distance, can we... I don't know if we can can see magnetic spectrums. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Can we measure magnetic spectrum? Mm. Does it? Do they have a magnetic field? Mm. Now, that's just... That's one thing that I thought of, and then there's... For a more fucking educated person, there'd be a hundred other things that that the Earth has that we can't measure. Mm-hmm. And maybe a combination or one of those things are important for there to be life. So well, I think that's the unique thing to Earth is life, and that's what I'm saying is maybe we are the center of Earth, the center of the universe, where in in well, the terms galaxy of, at least. Well, yeah, let's stick with galaxy. That's fine because that still fits within my paradigm. Mm. <laughs> still <laughs> it, fits within it, the theory that I'm trying to convince. Exactly you of. that I'm selling, yeah. and that's all this is. But so anyway. Back in history, there's a time that we kind of forget about and it was in in amongst the time during the uh, the dinosaur... So the beginning of the dinosaur fossil um, record, yeah. there is the fucking rise of the arthropods, okay? So, we're talking big insects. Yes. Yeah, what, giant dragonflies and shit. Yeah. What's yeah, yeah. what is what is a race of alien that we know of? Mantids. Yeah. Yeah, the big insect people. So yeah. you've got mantids. They've now they've either evolved to a um point of conscious consciousness. Yep. And then become spacefaring. Mm-hmm. Travel off planet. Then you have the dinosaurs come along after that. Mm. Evolve to consciousness, build things. Yeah, look, dude, the thing fly about. Fly off planet. The, you, you, now you've, you've got, actually now saw you've got reptilians. Yeah. Wait, well, hold up. Hold yeah. up now, Pa. Okay. I'm taking now you to Boona. Reptilians, right. 
I'm taking you to Boona. You just got to hang We're with me. We're sundown in air, mate. We're on the way. <laughs> so then you get mammals. Yep. Mammals come along and the first civilization reaches spacefaring. Yep. Turns into greys. Yeah, that's we've, yeah, that yeah, that's the, and look, that makes sense to me. Getting rid of the, you know, just becoming of the mind and being the, you know, you can see how a bipedal hominid would evolve to be a grey. Like the, yeah. that, the process of that makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, the lo- the loss of sexual organs. Like yeah. you think about our progression in technology now. Yeah, you think of, you extrapolate that out into being symbiotic mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, you lose certain organs and stuff like that you can understand the process to a grey. Mm. And then the ones that haven't been gone for as long are the Aryans. Mm. They resemble us the most because mm. they are us, but they were they were a advanced civilization before us, mm. but they're the most recent. Mm. Now these are just these are just nuts and bolts ones mm. because I'm not taking into account the the mystical element of yeah, of the interdimensional things traveling through portals and yes, shit that's like right. that. Yeah, which which there's, there's so many accounts of, by the way. Like, which, which I think also kind of fits into the theory in the terms of Earth actually is uh, where uh, it all happens. It's, it's a waypoint. It's actually the fucking cool spot. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that, we're fucked then. That's <laughs> so that's that's where I now the theory the part of the theory where I say evolved to a point mm. how's this what if the sumerian legend is is correct the anunnaki legend yeah and what if they're the reason for everything that happened as in they genetically modified the mantids they genetically modified the reptilians they genetically fucking modified the greys they assisted in every stage of development. State are they the that would then make them the space daddies that we've all been thinking of? Mm. Where did they come from? Look, man. <laughs> like I've said, the research never stops, and there is I don't know ten pages and uh, a folder on my laptop that is actually the Sumerian kings list. Um, and the fact that these kings ruled for. A thousand years, two thousand years, three thousand years, whatever it is, right? Um, look, I think, I think we were downgraded. Okay, now something happened. Like we know from the Masonic documents that it's actually the year six thousand twenty-one. Yeah. Right. What happened at four thousand BC? Something happened. Yeah. Okay. Now, were we downgraded then? Right? Now, what do I mean by downgraded? I think, you think about the stories of dragons and magic and all that sort of stuff, right? That's all got to have an origin point. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do believe that at some point we had control of the elements, uh, understanding of of. Of, of what crystals can actually do as far as storage capacities and energies and stuff like that. Um, remembering, too, that Muhammad told us that the Egyptian word for battery is crystal. Yeah. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, however, and I think we had control over the elements. I think maybe we had access to or more access to our senses. Um, and somewhere in the past, we were downgraded. Now, were we downgraded to be slaves? Maybe. I don't know, man. You know, um, that's a personal belief of mine. Just because I think, you know, you can train your other senses, you know, like you talk about if you hang around the bush a lot, your spatial awareness is heightened. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's... Situational awareness. Yeah. Sort of thing. You're more aware of your surroundings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. And that's yep. that's, a, that's a sense that not a lot of... Some people don't have, right? Yep. But something you can train. Imagine if that was dialed up to full capacity. Imagine if we used 80% of our brain capacity. You know, like we, we're, we've got the most complex computer we understand in our heads and we only, you know, I think it's not 5%. I think it's about 20-something percent. I think they've figured it out. It's not... Mm quite the low, low number we used to think is, but it's yep. not full capacity at all. Yeah. Yep. Right? So there is, you know, as far as like, you know, we talk about engines and stuff, you know, we're only using 20% of the power. Like, mm-hmm. what, why can't we use the rest? Yeah. You know, yep. what is that? A, well, what would happen if yeah. we could dial it up to 100? Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, because, and, you know, do you have those moments like, you know, like we, we, you know, we talk, you know, go back to some of the stuff we're talking about tonight. We would have had, you know, we rode together when we were on the bowls at Colo, although, you know, a fair few times. There was times there where we were chasing each other and we were in the fucking zone, right? We were in the flow state, yeah, right? It was us and the bikes and we were going hard and, you know what I mean? It was awesome, yeah, right? Is that state a higher, it's a different brainwave as I'm learning, However, um, is that a higher state? Imagine if you could maintain that state in a mm. in a day to day existence. Yeah. Right. You know what would happen then? How would you see the world then? Because I mean, the mm. world's moving in slow motion. Yeah. When when you're in that state, you know, if you if you're in a doing something fast. Yeah. Right. The the world becomes slow. Mm. You know. And you know how we were talking. So imagine living your life. You've that's interesting. Imagine living your life in that moment of flow with the mind state that we spoke about before when you've basically like beat your subconscious into submission. Yeah. You are, you are, you are the God. No, your, or your consciousness, whatever. Well, are we not talking about achieving the God self, man? That'd be in the zone, in the moment, in yourself, full understanding of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. That we are capable of that because you can get glimpses of that, right? Whether it be through meditation or breathing techniques or riding a bike or, mm. you know. And, and were we once able? And were we once able to switch that on? Yeah. Right? And, and, and I think, again, did everybody have different skill sets? I think so, right? Because you know, we all have different skill sets. That's who mm. we are as humans. Our chosen abilities you don't get everything right you know that's why the elite sportsmen are dickheads you know what i mean like you, <laughs> you may be a magician yep. with that ball but you're a knobhead mate. Yeah, i'm sorry yeah, yeah. you know there's very few of them that are decent blokes you yes. know um and so we'd all would have had our skill sets maybe some of us had control of the elements you know we could manipulate fire and water and air because 
the 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 older stories speak of that. Hmm. The cave paintings speak of, like the, the the oldest indigenous stories we have is that we, there was a time where you know, and how the fuck did they move three thousand ton blocks? Right, hmm. they had control of yeah. the elements of magnets of sound they knew they could harness the earth in ways that we don't understand right i mean the you know the scoop technology that we we saw echo through egypt and peru you know that little rabbit hole we went down last time i've seen now obviously you know and it's it's, it's how it happens isn't it okay i've noticed that those two dots now i've seen another 15 dots since then yeah that back up that 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 is what it, however that's how they move the big that that Evidence of that technology is how they move the big stones, right? Yep. That's the technology they used to cut them. Whatever it was, sonic, whatever, you know what I mean? That is a deeper understanding of the elements, right? That's a, a, a deeper understanding of a technology that doesn't seem to be as invasive as the technology that we have created for ourselves now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, it's just a different solution to the same problem. Exactly. And the majority at that moment, the majority of their population thought this was the best idea. Whereas our population said this was the best idea. And that's... And I think we, possibly we, we, we like we to think, we like to think, you know, that there was a Goldilocks civilization, you know, we, we like that idea. I'm not entirely sure whether it existed on a global scale. I think, I think that maybe like going back to the triptych and going back to the solution and unlocking the code, I do think that the builder culture to a point was the last time that science and spirituality were one. When we understood that the immaterial and the material matter just as much as each other. Right. And through that understanding comes these advancements in technology because Mm. you're harnessing you know, it's like, what do we see? 2% of the light spectrum or something? Like we 1% or something. We don't, 99% of what's going on around us, we've got no fucking idea. Mm. So imagine if you could access that 99%. What's in there? You know, how many beings exist in that mm-hmm. spectrum? Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Um, and what energy is there to grab from there? You know, because yep. you talk about the, you know, you talk about old school stuff, the pinnacle on the door now. That's earth, air, fire, water, ether. Right? And ether was the thing that binds everything else together. Right, ether is the energy of the fucking universe, man. Mm. That's that's, and we don't understand that at the moment. We can't. But if you could grasp that and use that, mm. you know, the the Earth provides, man. We've got a magnetic spectrum. We've got, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's ways to harness what's going on here on this planet. Well, that that leads me a little bit into the thinking of back to the the interdimensional sort of thing. Um, because you've got people who can who can channel yeah apparently those yeah. those people and converse with them talking with angels or watches or you know stuff like yeah, that yeah 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 um <clears throat> shit yeah, i blanked I thought angels I just, watches angels interdimensional. watches interdimensional converse with them what were you what was your point? Sorry to be a pain in the ass. No, no. I was talking about the uh, the fact that we had access to Boom. different energies Thank and you. You different me back understandings. To where I was. And 
so, once upon a time we knew better than we do so now. is is that channeling the people that have the ability to channel is is that a hark back exactly to somewhat of tapping into it's the echo. ether it's an echo. the ability to tap into the ether mm. that we once had and, and that's what that's that's the sort of thing that leads me to believe that right because it's it's there is Tibetan monks that meditate for long enough that they levitate right yep. that has happened multiple times now that takes them 20 years and they don't do anything but um, however is the human being capable of doing that yes mm. yes it is right so imagine if you just had access to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, imagine if you could draw on, you know, one of three abilities or whatever the hell it is. You know what I mean? Like, I think once upon a time we had that. Look, knowing us and knowing humans and obviously, you know, observing the chaos that reigns. I just had a... I Sorry. We probably I, got it taken away from us because we fucked up. I, <laughs> I went down a path then, right? Yeah. What if part of... The meditation. What if part of the realization they have is, and because this is why, like, you know there how is no spoon. You know how people always. I was thinking about debunking yep. things when you mentioned monks levitating. Yeah. I was like, why is it that you can never capture the things happening on camera? No, they have a few times on that with that. I don't know if that's right. Yeah, it could might not be. But that's it doesn't matter because what I'm getting at is what if the reason you can't capture magic on camera is because magic is in the belief of the person doing it yeah, it's in the and, and the people watching. Mm. If the people watching believe mm. he can levitate and they see him, he they believe he believes and they see him levitate. Mm. Who's to say they didn't see that? No. That is what they saw. It is what they that's, saw. If that is the truth and they saw. And that's what he experienced. That is, yeah. But here's the messed up thing, right? You throw a camera in to like try and capture that. Three-dimensional technological object, yeah. It can't capture that. Mm. Because it's not about what visually actu- like happens on this plane. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't happen on this plane. Mm-hmm. It happens on another plane. Yeah, and it's only in the believers in that area that see it. Mm. But everyone in that area is a believer. Yeah, and that's and yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, but see, imagine just for a second. Mm-hmm. Imagine uh, a society of people that understood the God self, that understood that science and spirituality were one, that the immaterial and the material are the same. So you had a collective belief that, yeah, it's all good. That yeah? Well, also that we are capable of those things. Yeah. If, if everyone in the whole world believed we are capable of mind over body, like feats, like yep. levitating, yep. then it would happen. Absolutely, because we all believed it did. Yeah, we we thought our p- pissy little receptors in our head that pick up one percent of the light spectrum. Yeah, we thought we saw it, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. If everyone, that's what happened. If everyone believes something happened, that's what happened. Yep. Yep. And 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 and, and what could you will into existence, man? If you if you yeah. could if you could grasp the God self. Hmm. 
And, you know, again, we, we've given multiple examples and everybody listening has probably heard and, or not heard, has grasped their version of the God self, man. If you could grasp it and you could hold on to that for more than those, because, I mean, you know, yeah, okay, we're in the zone at Colo. It wouldn't have been for more than 30 seconds. Hmm. You know, they're, they're like 30 second or minute intervals, sections, you know, um, before, you know, you drop and a you wheel. Don't, or, and the thing is, you don't always get there. No. On, not on every run. Not you, on every you, run. No, definitely not. If if we hit flow on every single run, we would we would be fucking world champions. Absolutely. Yeah. You exactly. Yeah. Saying? Yeah. If we yeah we're doing fifteen minute colo laps, we're we're taking it somewhere else. You know. Yeah. What I mean? That's right. One hundred percent. Um, but yeah, man. Well, I don't know, dude. I think maybe we we finish it on that. I think because that concept, I think you only want to end on positive. I. Part of me believes that, well, not part of me. I do believe that that concept could happen again. Right? Is there dis, is there some discomfort between now and then? Yeah, probably, because we haven't learnt the lessons yet properly. Mm. However, you know, when but is it is it lessons that we as a society can learn, or is it a fork in the road? You know that point that point where a decision was made yeah. and a certain type of society results mm. and have we forked in the road and for us to get to that point where some, another society did, mm. we'd have to fucking traverse horizontally over ranges. Well, I wonder, like I wonder. It, they're separated you know what, by you know, a massive margin. Do you know what, man? Mm. I, I I maybe see the beginnings of a representation of that type of society emerging from the current situation. Because mm. the people that have chosen not to comply, we have a common understanding as to why. And no one cares what colour you are, what religion you are. It's like, if that's the decision you've made, then I respect that because we want to actually maintain the the freedoms and the freedom of choice and understanding that we deserve as sovereign beings, right? And if we can collectively choose that, right? Imagine if we get the silent majority to choose that. What would that do? Everybody chooses to be cool and understands why a decision was made. And therefore, that one instance creates a ripple effect where okay, it's all cool. And we understand that we've, we've taken too many wrong turns. So we need to search for a different way and maybe honouring the old ways, which goes back to exactly what we talked about tonight, isn't it? Hunting, fishing, knife making, survival skills, bushland. Well, I, and the end result of a lot of that comes back to self-sustainability. Absolutely, man. And through self-sustainability you can achieve independence from mm. corporations mm. that that was that was where my sort of idea was going yeah absolutely in terms of that's why that is the solution mm. because although the majority has the people power mm. the minority has the money power mm. and in the current world that they're holding on to mm the money power reigns supreme over the people power. That's right. Because the people will do anything for money. Yeah, that's right. And if you take that, if you take that, uh, 
out of the equation. And what I think is that, well, that that's how we, you know, you can't get anything, you can't get anything overnight. No, unless you tear everything down, and no, the thing is, no one's ready for that. No, not yet. No, no. one's no, no, not by no. a fucking. No, not everyone, long everyone dies. You tear it down, everyone dies. Yeah, right now we're in big, big trouble. That's yeah. it. Um, but look, I think that's, that... That's where the slow crawl... But I think that but that the purity of that idea, mm. right? Because it's, you know, it's the purity of freedom of choice, man, right? And also freedom of choice and accepting the suck. Yeah. Because it's a different lifestyle and there's different sucks than what you're used to. Mm. And it's... It's training yourself, like we we're saying about hunting voluntary and discomfort, man. It's training yourself to have a set of skills that will prepare you to accept a new discomfort. Yeah, and I think you know, and the one of the things you'll talk about another lesson, and maybe maybe the warrior books have got something for us, man. Um, let's, let's end on a warrior book. Talk about hit me t- with your thing. Yeah, talking about probably the last lesson, unfortunately, as humans, is that we haven't quite figured out how to learn properly without discomfort. You know what I mean? We don't know. The only real way that we truly learn is through discomfort. And it'll be okay. However, choosing sovereignty as a human is actually more important than anything else. It's more important than money. It's more important than anything else. But the thing is, a lot of people haven't got to the point where they it's worth that. They might, and they should, and it'll be okay, and we can be cool, and we could probably reach a place where we understand that science and spirituality are one, and the God self is what it is. What do you got for us, man? End it. What do you got? So our finishing notes are... He's done it again. You're going to piss your pants. Right. When you have a decision to make... And you are back and forth about what to do. The first thing that you must look at in order to make the right choice is whether or not the action is honourable. <laughs> of course it is. Yes, very true. Oh, man. There you go. So that was the end of 150. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming. We will talk again. Not sure when, but we will. Mechanism signing out. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Be kind. Be cool. Be disciplined. Prepare. And we'll talk soon. Cheers. Just want to go again? Let's do it. Yeah. Go again. All right. I know you've been here before. No surprise. Settle the score I know the darkness Deep inside Reckless rage Poison pride I know the anger I know the pain through I know you I know you
better.